Ah, Jeffrey. What's that you have in your hand, boy? Pass it over. A telegram. Oh dear. Seems someone has been biting me. Fetch me my trousers at once. No, not those. Those are my time travel trousers. Those are my tea trousers. That's it. Those ones. My fighting trousers. Yeah, yeah. Dear sir, regarding your recent foray into the rap business and the scene you portray, see, I don't normally approve of war games, but he's biting is what they all say. And by Harry, they might be right. This is hip-hop, not an Elvis night. Show this professor impersonation. Let it end now, it's impertinent waiting. You seem a reasonable chap. What you need to do is rap and not parody chap-hop. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of The Bacon Burgers. We're currently in the Bacon Burgers Mobile. The, the, the Burger Mobile. On the way to BadgerCon, which is in Bendigo. Um, which, for those of you playing at home, is about two hours north of Bendigo, uh, two hours north of Melbourne. Bendigo's not two hours north of Bendigo. We've got our green cubes. We're going to Bendigo, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gun, Morty. <laughs> I'm a yeet. <laughs> <laughs> Drive this car into a ditch, Morty. <laughs> Nobody is driving my beautiful car into a ditch. That ain't happening. All right, so, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us again on the Bacon Burgers. Uh, we're on the way to BadgerCon. Um, Badgercon is a regional event. Uh, I think Badger is the Bendigo and Northern District Goldfield. Goldfields. Yeah, something yeah. weird. <laughs> but it's a gaming club that is uh, uh, based up in the, you know, the, it's, well, Bendigo is not the north of Victoria, it's like central Victoria. Yeah, central Victoria. North, you're looking at Shepparton. Yeah. Albury, yeah. Swan Hill. But you were telling me that Bendigo's actually got quite a good gaming scene. So I'm told. So I'm told. A good friend of mine moved up there few years ago and uh, as I've been scoping out places to live maybe if I wanted to get out of the big city uh, I asked him what's what's life like up there and uh, he volunteered that information that uh, it does have a strong scene that the club up there apparently is very good so uh, looking forward to checking that out that's fantastic so uh, BadgerCon went up a little while ago it's been run by a guy called Gus um, and it's a pretty, what well, stock standard event, isn't it? Thousand points, three games, uh, single reinforced platoon. Um, I don't. Were we allowed to have theatre selector? Did you take theatre selector? I did take a theatre selector, but I did read in the play pack after submitting it that theatre selectors aren't allowed. But that's, uh, whatever. You're I, playing that one. My, my, th- my theatre selector it's, does nothing. It's all good, mate. This will be out after the after the event. So no harm, no foul. This is true. <laughs> no, nah, my theatre selector does nothing. It's just like. Actually, it gives me one extra unit of infantry, I think. So Broken. <laughs> so, so, so broken. <laughs> so broken. Did you take an extra unit? How many infantry units of infantry? Yeah, yeah, I've got six units of infantry. Yeah, I was counting that. I was looking, that's a lot of infantry you've got in there. I love my infantry. Yeah. But I mean, like... So, there's not a lot of anything else. No. Well, yeah, there's a little bit, there's a few support options. But I mean, Aussies are mainly infantry army. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I mean, those anti-tank options, they're just <laughs> freaking me out. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> but they're also the like the options I have are really cheap as well. Like so, like yeah. the the light howitz is forty five points. The mortars obviously fifty points. I've got a payout which is forty points. So it's like <laughs> my my tank. Uh, I've got a Matilda two which is quite you know it's one hundred and fifty five points. You know frog? so yeah the frog. 
Um, so that can kill a tank. Woo! Yeah. I'd be, it's I'd within be, uh, a foot of it. Yeah, yeah. I would be tempted at this stage just to literally go for like a standard Matilda with a light AT gun. I think the frog's not looking after you, mate. You've got to get too close. At least with a light AT gun, you've got to range uh, you out of 48 inches. I, I mean, I'd, I'd take um, I'd take the CS version, which has a, has a light howitzer, if that's what I was going to do. But I mean, I've, I've been enjoying the frog. Um, it's a good. Uh, I, I normally use it to outflank, but we'll see. We'll see how this weekend goes. So you're saying you're enjoying the frog? Oh, yeah. So that's the tank, and not the French person living at your house currently. I've got two French people in my house now. It's we've got an extra reading. an extra French person who's somehow living in my house. It's it's. It's great. So. And the, the cat situation? Are they They're still there. <laughs> still there. It's, it's, it's not going well. You're requiring Frenchmen and cats. Yes, he's just building an army of Frenchmen and cats. <laughs> so, oh. so the two things that you cannot fight a battle with. Yeah, Frenchmen and cats. That's do, so good. Do you think I should ask the, the French boys about... Uh, my Your French army, army that, yeah, I, that I'm building absolutely. just be like oh yeah what do you think just, of a Vichy no no no, no. It's like, I mean you say that tongue in cheek but what if one of them turns around and goes oh yeah my grandfather was in there you never know you no, just don't like, know I was, yeah he was in the I French Front Legion I'm yeah. gonna kick your ass <laughs> so we're on the way um, it's currently pissing down it's really actually coming down right now it's good we're uh, 22 kilometres out of Kyneton out of Kyneton um, so boys well, Lockie, we're already touched on your list. What are you taking? Australians. Uh, yeah, so. got, got, got the Australians. I've got a uh, second lieutenant with an extra bro. Got three units of jungle division bros. Um, they're regular, They're all right? regular, yeah. So they've got, there's eight, eight dudes in each unit with four SMGs. I've got a unit of eight commandos uh, with four SMGs. Uh, I've got a unit of uh, Papuan veteran infantry. Um, oh, so no, 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 the, only, the only people that are veterans are the Papuans. Oh, no, and the commandos. The commandos yeah, yeah. are a veteran. But the Papuans, are, that, they were going to be regular, um, but I decided to promote them to to veteran. So what's the sixth unit? So the sixth unit is a unit of, well, they're just basic infantry, but they're te- uh, they've listed them as jungle, uh, jungle engineers. Oh, oh. Um, so it's just seven bros with an LMG. Okay. Um, but basically they're using, um, well, I'm using the Australian militia models. Um, and I, I'm saying that they're engineers just to differentiate them to, yep. towards my um, jungle division bros. Yep, sounds good. Um, I mean, like, the, the, the militia wore the AIF uniforms as well, which, were, which were, weren't there in the jungle divisions. But anyway, that's, I'm kind of justifying the, the jungle division. It's just to give me some extra model diversity because there's only so many metal models that you can have in an army. Not true. You oh. never have too many metal models in an army. That are all the same pose, I like mean. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I've got that. As I said, I've got a, I've got a sniper. I've got a Piat. A light howitzer. A medium mortar. Medium mortar yeah. And a Matilda. I think that rounds it all out. So no, it's 12 didn't, units. Didn't sneak the brain carrier in for this one? No, no, no. I've just painted up a brain carrier. Looks I'm pretty good. excited to use that. Looks Thanks. really good. Thanks, man. I'll be um, probably taking that to Operation Bear a few weeks' time. Yeah. But... Uh, we'll see how that goes. JL, what are you taking, mate? Oh, well, it's... Sneaky uh, G's! Sneaky G's. Stealth G's! No. no, there's nothing really sneaky about this. This is, this is uh, a very in-your-face list. Um, so, uh, second lieutenant, one bro with an assault rifle. Uh, there's ten-man ten Volks Grenadier squad, 
five assault rifles and an LMG. Are they inexperienced? Yeah. So they're the guys who, you, you they always go to veteran view, don't they? Not always, but they do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, more than you might think. <laughs> um, I've got uh, two veteran SS squads, one kitted out with uh, all SMGs and they have Fnatic. Uh, I have one veteran SS squad, all with rifles, who aren't fanatics. They're, they're kind of uh, a little bit dubious, maybe, about the whole thing. Going, uh, let those guys run in there, we'll just hang back a bit. Uh, we've got six uh, SS cavalry uh, on their horses, who are also fanatics. That seems pretty good, JL. Uh, we've got two trucks, <laughs> um, Pack 38, a mortar with a spotter, Sniper team and an STUH. So what's that packing? Uh, that's the medium howitzer. Yeah, right. And armor nine. Armor nine. Yeah, cool. That's a solid list. I like it. Yeah. Se- sexy Lemmy is bringing the sneaky cheese again. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's also sneaky this time though. No, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> you just point it at where it needs to go and off it goes. Well, I'd be cool, man. Like I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. I've got. I think out of the two lists that we've heard about so far, yours is definitely earmarked for glory. Um, I have a feeling that you may end up somewhere near the top. It's We're looking at 12 players currently at BadgeCon, so it's a good field for a regional event. But yeah, man, that's a good list. And look, you painted up really nicely. Looks good on the table. We'll see what happens. Yep. We'll see. Um, so my list is... It's pretty basic. It's, I think this is going to be the last outing with my Americans for a while. So it's a second lieutenant. Uh, it's two squads of veteran paratroopers, uh, NCO submachine gun, four more submachine guns, three rifles, three squads of three squads, three <laughs> three squads of glider troops. So there's seven men each with um, just just rifles and a BAR. Uh, then there is a what is it? There's a bazooka. Sniper, uh, the medium artillery piece. Uh, there is the M3, but I've taken this as 75 mil, so it's a light howitzer. It's not a medium howitzer anymore. The half track truck. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then I've got two trucks. So I've got four vehicles. So I'm kind of mobile. But yeah. It's... So so did we bully you that much that you've nerfed your list twice? You've taken out. The uh, the air no, the air observer that I've I've put a lot of hate on personally, yep. and you've and you've dropped the the M3 down to a light howitzer. Correct. So now that now that we've worked out that uh, rule about if you take a painted fully painted army, you get one reroll. Oh, How do you feel about your uh, not taking the air observer now? A bit, a little bit shitty. A little bit. A little bit. Having said that, uh, as an American player, I get six swings with it. Like, yeah, that one re-roll, that would have been great, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to need more than that for, for this event. But, Lockie, do you want to tell the people what, like, that's that's an interesting... Yeah, let's, let's put so in. let's just clarify that. So I was I was trolling the... Trolling? Uh, trolling, even. Trolling the player pack yesterday. I hadn't... I've skimmed through it, but I hadn't properly read it through. I was kind of checking out one or two things. And what... What, what I noticed, what grabbed my eye was, um, so after round one, the TO Gus is going to go around all during the tables one, during round one or whenever, um, and if you have a, if your army is fully painted, you know, like to at least tabletop standard, I guess, he gives you a token 
And from round two onwards, you can use that token as a one-off re-roll for any roll um, for, for, for one single dice. Which, oh my god, for an observer, that is amazing. For, for a flamethrower, that is amazing. For But again, it is, it's, it's a re-roll, it's not a guaranteed success. Yeah, it, it, it's, so, like, it's like one Hail Mary. And yeah, I mean, I get it. If you're playing a game where, you know, the game actually does come down to a single dice roll and that's the dice roll they get to re-roll and you get to, like, change your fate. Well, yeah, you're going to be a bit shitty, but I don't know, I don't see it being that much of a problem. I think what that would, um, what, what it differentiates is the good players from the bad in terms of how you use it because if you use it on a if you use that um, re-roll on something that you know it doesn't really matter you say you, you might miss a you know a four plus tank shot or something um, that you, you you think you might need and you re-roll it even if you get a hit I don't think that's the best use of it I think um, if for example having a flamethrower um, nor, or something like that so normally with a flamethrower you need to put your dick out a bit you need to charge it up the board kind of get it in a good spot and if you miss you're you're in trouble a lot of the time but if you know you have that re-roll so so you, it's it's essentially it should be a three plus with a re-roll if you know you have that re-roll you're much more likely to actually take that play does that make sense oh absolutely no no you are you it's it's like you have a safety net underneath you when you're making a risky decision but again i, I don't know man I, I think it'd be the kind of thing where with mine I think I will probably end up like just holding it, and it'll be the kind of thing I'll pull out if I happen to foobar. I'll be like, nah, I'm, I'm going to reroll one of those guys. So, so I don't feel like foobaring today. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I think I'm just going to. Yeah, I'll end up using it with something like that, or say that you know, both tanks are like within 12 inches of each other, and you know it's the start of the turn, and I happen to roll to hit, and I roll a I roll a one. Yeah, I'm going to reroll that dice. That's you know, I'll be using it to just. Pull my fat out of the fire. Yeah, it depends how crucial the roll is. For yeah, sure. because like, vehicle damage rolls. If you you've lined something up, it's probably going to be the only good shot that you get at it for several turns. Yep. You hit it, you pan, and you roll one. Reroll that son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, a good one. that's that's definitely good use for it. Um, or just being able to guarantee that your observer's not going to come back on yourself. Like that's like yeah. that's massive. Um, Once. You can guarantee it's not going to come back on you once. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I personally like this. I like getting a reward for putting my shit on the table, and it's nice. I, I'm not going to introduce this down in Melbourne because I don't believe that we need it. Our stuff looks great. But how do you feel about the rule? Do you like it? I mean, I think it's interesting. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't think it's needed. Um, I think you can differentiate things. Other, like, you can reward... Uh, painted armies in another way like if it's with, with a painting award with a painting <laughs> award no or, or, or you could just like get us get a given amount of points to um for your painted army so like which you're talking about comp score pardon are you talking about comp score no so you get your battle points so you, you know how you get battle points at the end of a round for the, if you won loss a draw or whatever yep, yep. um if you put a um you know if you say you have five or ten extra points if your army's fully painted um, that basically says if you bring an um, unpainted army, you can't you can't do well, and that's okay because if you bring an unpainted army, you shouldn't be expecting to do well anyway. 
anyway, that's that's how I'd implement that kind of thing. But I think, I think the re-roll is kind of cool. JL? So. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that was certainly the way that uh, 40k ran in Melbourne for a very long time, that you your uh, battle points and your painting points were summed together and that was where you finished at the end. Um, it becomes very subjective once you get past a, a baseline of saying, is it all painted? Then you start to get questions about, is one painted better than another, which is obviously in the eye of the beholder a little bit. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, I certainly don't like... Fraught, you know, I certainly don't of, like checklists or anything. No. I like a yes or no answer uh, question. So, say, yeah. if you have a paint, painted army, 10 points. If you are, if you don't have a painted army, you get zero points. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of thing I like. Have you ever seen an unpainted army on a table in Melbourne? No, exactly. Which is why... What, an entirely unpainted army? Or, like, a couple of squads that maybe aren't painted? Well, I've, I've never seen an army that wasn't entirely painted. I've seen, yeah, two, two armies at CanCon. And that was a guy who just ran out of time, and I think he had two squads of chindits that he hadn't painted up. And he was really apologetic about that shit all day. And, yeah, it doesn't look great, but, you know, two small squads and a whole army, it's like... I get it, like, it doesn't look great, but you ran out of time. You made an effort. The rest of your army looks good. I'll give you a mulligan on that one. But, yeah, it, it, in Melbourne, it, I can't remember it happening. Ever. No, and I, I think that the idea of such an award, like, doing it in the way that I'm saying, um, you want everyone to get full paint score. That's basically, it's basically an incentive to do that. And if you rock up with an unpainted army, like, I'd prefer you to, I'd prefer you to play with an unpainted army than not play at all. Like, if that's the I'd only option. I prefer you to play and borrow an army. That too. But if, if, if playing with an unpainted army is an option, for, um, like, is the only option, sure, bring it along, but you can't do well because you essentially don't get those free bonus points. Do you think that's something worth implementing in the Melbourne? I don't think we need to, though, do we? Because everyone paints. I, I don't think we need to, but, like, it's something we could do if, we, if that's what... If that's, I guess I think that's, we, we've got a lot of new blood coming in. Maybe it's something worth thinking about Yeah. if we do start to see that kind of metric. Yeah, I think I'd prefer that um, than a re-roll or something. Um, re-roll's like, really powerful. It is very powerful. Um, but, you know, like, I think in some games it's probably not going to make a difference if, um, you, you know, as I said, if you spend it on something that doesn't mean much or whatever. But I reckon if, if, if you can if you re-roll it on a clutch moment, um, there's going to be some salt. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, if, 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 I, if, if, you re, if you miss with your flamethrower against the veterans that you really need to take off the objective... And you re-roll it, and you hit, and you kill that unit of veterans, and you win the game because of that. That's I yeah, mean, but I mean, I, I can't. In the whole time I've ever played Bolt Action, I can recall I can recall two games that have come down to a single dice roll, and I've played a lot of Bolt Action. So my other thought is, how many people are going to forget to even use it? I will, uh, I will not. I will know that fucking thing is there. It's not like Tiger Fear. I will remember. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, given that they're very short games, people are going to be under a lot of pressure to finish very quickly. Yeah. It might easily slip people's minds that they had this until the end of game three. Yeah, so that's another thing we should talk about. So this, so BadgerCon's rounds are um, a bit shorter than normal. So it's a thousand points, but it's only two-hour rounds. Um, we are going to be flogging it. We're going yeah. to down to the wire. Yeah. So, um, what do you guys, what do you boys reckon? Is what, what are you going to do? Are you going to be changing the way you play a bit um, to to get your games done? Sorry, you, you're asking if I'm going to change my games. What do you know about me when I play games? Are you I'm, shit? I'm always done first. Yeah, because I always yeah. No, but seriously, like I always do my games quickly. All my games are done quickly because I know what my army's supposed to do. 
I generally know where my stuff is supposed to be. I know kind of what direction I'm going to go. Yes, there is a little bit of adaptability when it comes to deploying against an opponent who might do something that I don't expect. But generally, I know where my shit is going to go and what it's going to do. So, am I going to change the way I play? No. But if I do end up playing against someone who maybe drags their feet a little bit, I might crack the whip and tap the foot and you know point at my watch a couple of times. But generally, no, I'm not going to really change things too much. I think JL, you were going to go. Well, I, I think I'm in. Beast mode. I think I'm in the same sort of boat as as you are. That uh, I've played enough now with the same army. I, I know what it does and where it should be. Um, it may be some things that I might have pushed for in turn four, I might do in turn three. Yep, that's a good Now, idea. just to stop that thing about, uh, I've held back a little bit and then the, the clock runs out. Um, it's, again, as you say, Tris, it's, it's entirely dependent on the opponent. Um, you know, if you and I played each other, we could finish a game in probably an hour and a half. Which we've um, done. We've, 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 we can blow through it pretty quick. Um, part of that is that we both play pretty elite armies. Uh, there's not huge hordes of models to move and to, uh, to roll dice for, which suits this, uh, this format a little bit. Um, the only thing I did think I might do differently is um, suggest at the or remind my opponent at the start of the game if it's somebody that I've not played before and I'm that they're not as familiar with the rules to say look we we do need to move through this very quickly um, I play a lot I've got some credibility as far as knowing something about the rules if you have to look it up and we're losing eight minutes at a time with, yeah, as we all know, there's no fucking index in the book. Uh, will you take my word for it? Will to, well, just to I keep mean, the game moving. If it's a small enough event, you're probably going to be on a table next to either myself or Lockie, or yeah. you know, you guys can say, "Hey, what's the go with this?" I can look over and say, "Well, it's actually like that." You go, "Look, yeah, that's what I said. It's all good. Let's keep moving." But yeah, so I think it's really down to um, it's situational. It depends who you're playing. Uh, depends what their army is, and it depends uh, how familiar they are with the rules and the, the meta. Yeah, if you end up in a, uh, playing a, a list that's got like a king... 17 Russian dice. Oh, yeah, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> You're going to look at the guy and go, well, this is... Yeah, you, you, this, we're going to struggle here. But if you look over and the guy's deploying a king tiger, which it may happen, though there's apparently there's quite a few new players, you're going to look at it and go, well, I think we're going to be all right on this. But, yeah, that's fair enough, guys. Um, I think I'll be... Uh, I have a general idea, as, as, as you said, Tristan, for your, for your army, I have a general idea of what all my stuff is, yeah. is going to be doing. Um, so it's a pretty similar list that I played um, to Operation uh, Wolf, Brad's yep. last event. Yep. Um, so, all, yeah, all my units, I've got a pretty similar idea of what they're going to be doing. So probably uh, mo most games I'm just going to be leaving the Commandos and the... Matilda in um, in outflank and everything yep. else just pushes up the board because my army is a very like it's a close close quarters army like it's yeah. lots of SMGs you, not much just, just range. quickly yeah what are your national rules because yours are weird aren't they yeah so so um, as I use the jungle division in the New Guinea book um, which is gives me special uh, different special rules than the um, yeah just touch on this because yeah. it does change the way the force is played and I think they're fascinating yeah it's kind of cool so like. Uh, first up, we don't get uh, the Australians don't get the um, 
the forward observer, um, as the British do. So that's pretty big. But we get three special rules, or we get two, plus you get a choice of one other one. So the first one is when I, when an Australian unit is um, defending in an assault, they count as a fanatic, um, which can be pretty pretty good. Um, it can be situational, of course, because like it means you have to be defending rather than assaulting yourself. Yeah, you can't go and assault and be a fanatic. You have to be assaulted. Um, yeah, it's, and I think the way that it was justified is like, you know, um, the Australian troops were such a, a tight-knit group where they were just so, you know, tightly bound together that, you know, if you were fighting with your mates, you were fighting with your mates, with your family, and you would go down swinging. So I think it's a really cool rule. I think it's... It's, a, it's, it's one that's situational, it doesn't happen all the time, but very, very cool. Yeah, and I think it's um, kind of uh, to reflect the fact that the Aussies had a different mentality, I think, in, particularly in the New Guinea theatre. So, um, like, in, in France and stuff, um, like, particularly in the Brit Blitzkrieg, once the, um, once the tanks and the panzers and stuff started rolling through, a lot of the infantry would just, th you know, like... You know, we joke about it, but they did just give up because they kind of accepted, the, oh, you know, we've lost or whatever. But the Aussies had a very different mentality that, you know, if we if we, if we we give up, we're, we basically capitulate New Guinea and then, yeah. the, then the Japanese come in come in and invade. You know, they thought the, the Japanese yeah, would come in and invade Australia. We're the last Australia. line. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so it was, it was a different mentality. So that's a cool rule that reflects that. Um, so there's two other rules. So the other one of them is uh, so when my NCOs are killed, I don't I don't suffer a neg one uh, leadership penalty. Um, That's cool. Which is kind of cool. Uh, they uh, and I can so as part of that special rule as well, if I trigger an ambush um, on an advance or run order, I can just immediately go down if I pass an order check. Oh, that's funky. I like that. It's really cool because you can kind of bait people. I, I haven't used it much, but I did use it um, against your brother, Rob, in, in our game. Um, Sucks to be you, Rob. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so the, the last special rule is aggressive patrolling. So Australians automatically win the, uh, the roll-off to deploy scouts. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, and Scouts and forward reserves. Uh, yeah, well, everything you know, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the forward yeah. forward yeah. deployment or whatever. Um, and they spot uh, hidden units at eighteen inches rather than twelve. That's really cool. Um, again, like well, they're all pretty situational rules, but they can be really good if. Um, but they defeat your force really nicely. Oh, absolutely. Um, so the so that rule basically affects the sniper, of course, and the pup ones who, who forward deploy. Um, so yeah, no, it's that's a cool list. I'm looking forward to, to using it, and I'll probably be using it as aggressively as possible because that's what the list is built for. It's got lots of SMGs, kind of thing. It's got um, limited range support, but like the Matilda's obviously a flamethrower. So yeah, it sort of d depends a little bit about the um, the density of terrain on the tables, which is an unknown unknown factor for us at the moment. So it's well, not really. Three, well, yeah, you, okay. three of the tables are in the back of the U. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Better hope you've got the jungle table. Oh, but, yeah, it's packed. You, know, you don't want to be uh, trying to forward deploy on a desert table going, oh, there you go, guys. I'm going to hide just... behind this, this stone here. Well, it's <laughs> funny because it's funny like, I love playing on the jungle table because... Um, uh, Your because army looks good in it, right? Yeah, it's essentially built for my army. It looks but, great. But my, one of my main tactics is... Um, 
kind of utilising wall sections to like zigzag across walls and like deploying conga lines, that kind of thing, which on the jungle table doesn't work quite as well because you, you're more zigzagging through around area terrain rather than, than heavy cover uh, wall sections. So anyway, it's, a, it's just an interesting uh, difference in, in play styles. Interesting. Well, look, I'm keen to see how you go, man, because it is a, it's an interesting list that you're running. So, I don't know, man, I think you can do well. I mean, you're a KG player, you, you, you play that list really well. Um, yeah, anything could happen. Yeah, it'd be cool. Well, I think um, I suspect because there's only twelve players, one of one of us at least will uh, be on the podium. My money's on Jay yeah, with that uh, with that list. What do you what do you what do you say to that? Oh, no, 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 we're cursing him. Myself. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're cursing him at this stage. The hate grease will come like running out of his ears, <laughs> cover his dice, well, ones all round. We'll stick together and roll ones. Yeah. He'll yeah. start stealing all of his all, all the re-roll tokens off of us because he's like, oh, it's all going <laughs> to shit. But yeah, you're taking calves, so that's interesting. Yeah, well, I, I've been pondering the idea about changing some of the future armies that I make. So th- this army has some Volksgrenadiers and some cavalry. Yeah, because you are the original Melbourne pony yeah, master, aren't you? that's it, the dog and pony show. <laughs> um, so I've got enough winter infantry now out of the plastic box to make it an army that is all Volksgrenadiers. So I've been contemplating how that might work. Um, and then as I was packing up today, I was thinking, well, I wonder what a, an army that was all cavalry and vehicles would look like and play like. So, well, with the the current rider man, you could have put your uh, your um, lieutenant on a horse. Yeah, yeah, I know. Really, that's I just cool. don't have enough of them. Plus, I've only got plus six. five points. You can put your uh, if you have your army contains one or more cavalry units, you can put your um, LT on a horse. That's super worth it. Yeah. yeah, it really is. But it makes it very easy to hit. Can't go down on a horse. Well, I've seen the video, but you know, <laughs> it was from Tijuana. Can you can you claim can you claim heavy cover up against walls and stuff like normal or not? I believe so. Yes. If you're if more than half the model is obscured, but yeah, like you can't. It just makes you a very a very large target. But if you've got like a three man command command squad, it makes you a really nice little assaulting unit. So, yeah, if you want to go veteran, that's, that's yeah. well, they're all veteran. Yeah, yeah. They, they have to be. Do um, they? Yeah, all, all uh, German cavalry squads are veteran. Uh, I don't know what... Tough, yeah. tough fighter as long as they're mounted. Yeah. So you can dismount them, but they lose that unless they've got SMGs. Um, part of the difficulty with it is, uh, even if they're dismounted, I don't believe that they can take Panzerfausts. Oh, really? Yeah. You can take an LMG, but I'd, I'd have to check that, but it doesn't stick in my mind that you could... I don't think you. So I don't think you tank. want them ta- fighting tanks anyway. I think you no. want you want them no. to kind of outflank, go on, go get the objectives, kill their soft their yeah. soft support pieces up the back. Yeah, but I, I was thinking so something like um, four cavalry squads and a puma. Um, that's that's tasty. Yeah, I like it. And maybe one of those. You like um, it? Wait till you play it, and then you're like, I don't like this yeah. at all. I like four the idea of it. But I don't want to play it. <laughs> a puma and a stomach. So what's, it's, what's the stummel? The stummel is the uh, half track with the, the light howitzer. Yeah, that is cool. So that, that's all technically a reconnaissance force uh, 
you know, yeah, you, remember, you wouldn't be able to put anything in the artillery slot. I think Garrett at one stage there ran a list that had some like five half tracks, and he had a stumble, a drilling, the drilling is the four auto cannons, yep. which is really cool, and then he had like a pack 40, <coughs> and then two transport half tracks. But it's cool, I, I love uh, a German half track list, always looks great. Yeah, it's just, a sh I, I think that so overcosted really oh, yeah. for particularly the the, the Neu, which is only transports five men um that's Ridiculous. a very expensive way to get five men around yeah the table. or i can just buy a truck and just you know yeah yeah it's crazy absolutely crazy um so yeah i think that with yeah dude i think that's gonna work i really think that's gonna work that's that's that sounds like an interesting force at least um yeah it's just a case of how to because there are only um, I believe three or maybe yeah three sculpts in the uh, Warlord pack. No um, shit, really. Well, no. There's another one where one of them has an LMG and one is a captain. Oh, okay. uh, so there's maybe six. Um, I don't know whether you could build a full army out of six sculpts. Well, no. Uh, if you looked around anywhere else. Well, I've seen I've seen some very early war um, sculpts in. Uh, Blitzkrieg era uniforms, which is maybe not what I want. Um, I've seen a way to build them out of the Perry Brothers American Civil War Union Cavalry. Really? Yeah, so you get a, um, cu essentially cut them in half, yep. and you stick a uh, uh, Warlord uh, SS guy also cut in half, and just kind of green stuff the... Um, uh, the edge of the, the smock around where the um, uh, the join is. I think that could work. That's interesting. It's, it is difficult. Um, I know what it's like when you have an army where, you know, I, I don't really like seeing, uh, you know, repeats of models. Um, I've just recently, I'm just getting to the tail end of painting up Jacob's French Resistance Partisans, and he actually went so far out of his way that there's no double-ups and that's got nearly 70 infantry models Wow! and there's no double-ups. Wait, are, like, they, are they metal? Yep. Yeah, wow, that's that's impressive. That really is. It's gorgeous. I don't mind what, like, you know, so one double-up, so like two two guys who, who are the same pose, but more than that, no, yeah, I can't, can't do it. Yeah. Certainly not that's in true. the same squad. You know, if, if you've got double-ups but it's in yeah. an army of 70 models, yeah. you don't know. Yeah, you can, you can fudge it, but I mean, Jacob's all of them are different and he sourced them from Warlord, he's got some there from Eureka, he's got them from Black Tree Design, from Crusader, from Footsaw. He's gone to seven or eight different companies. Well I guess with Partisans you have so many options as well, right? You really do. But I mean the thing is he, because he's gone for French Partisans, he had a very strong emphasis on he wanted people with berets. Yeah. So that made it a little bit difficult for him but um, Boys and berries. How are you not a dad? How the fuck are you not a dad? Um, yeah, at some stage in the very near future, I'll be putting a, an article together for the Bacon Burgers blog page and also putting up photos of that army once it's done. But it's been a heap of fun to do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you uh, to, to reading that. Yeah, well, That'd be cool. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, um, hopefully we'll get some photos this weekend and I'll finally put up that. Um, Airborne article that I've been promising to do for forever. Good, good. Because I think uh, the, uh, I think I'm the only one who's actually used the blog so far. No. Same with you, JL. I, uh, I need some I need yeah, some content. Yeah. I know. I, I, you I, did post I on the Facebook page, I did. Anonymously. <laughs> yeah, anonymously. Um, yeah, I'm, 
I will, I will do that. Uh, now that I've got the light box and uh, I'm getting some stuff a little bit more finished um, than I had before. I'd, I mean, I had a lot of stuff ready and then I repainted it because I didn't think it was good enough. So well done. now we're going through the, the tail end of that process and uh, there will be some, some new shit. That's fantastic. Well, I, I can't wait to see the stuff you come out with because like, I mean, I can't wait to see what you got for this weekend because um, when we recorded last, the stuff on your painting desk looked really good. So now that it's finished, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've cooked up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking at the moment I need to really discipline myself about finishing this project before I start tinkering with <laughs> yeah, anything else. And last weekend I got distracted and I started painting Soviet tanks. And oh, dude, they look great, by the way. Yeah. Well done. Well, that's that's coming you, along, so... You're getting a lot of shit done. Like, I'm impressed. Yeah, he's that's good. He's killing me. Yeah, well, I, I don't get much done during the week, um, but quite often I will just sit down and just go hard all, sun all day Sunday. You know, I'll just pick... 10 records off the shelf and go, I'm not stopping until I've listened to all of these records and I've painted whatever happens as long as this. Part of that um, for last weekend though is about the painting method um, because I'm using uh, enamels and oils on those things. Um, you have to mix it up yourself and you tend to mix up enough to do five or six at once and if you're only doing one you tend to waste it. Yeah. Um, so, for example, um, I'm doing another batch of Soviet vehicles for a friend of mine uh, uh, on Sunday, um, and I just said to him, look, bring everything that you've got undercoated black, and we'll do it so it all matches each other, and uh, it's you, consistent. You undercoat black? Not normally, but he had some stuff that was already undercoated black, and I said, uh, We'll undercoat the, the rest of this stuff so that we're all starting from the same colour palette. Is that, is that Ivan? Yeah. 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 Um, so I was going to undercoat some stuff just with the uh, green primer, but then I thought, well, if I'm starting from black on some other ones, they will have a very different uh, effect. So they should be consistent right the way through the army. Um, similarly, with working with the filters and oils and uh, pigments and so on, once you get started, it's quick enough. It's just about as quick to do four or five as it is to yeah, do one. Are you, do you find, though, like, if you're doing a project and you're getting a bit weary of it, like, doing Jacob's Partisans, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not sick of it, but occasionally I'm like, I just need to stop doing this for a half hour. I'm going to build a tank. Or I'm going to go and, you know, get a, get a coat of paint on this. Or to just do something yeah. different. Like, I was doing his Partisans. I got a bit burned out. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take 20 minutes because I've just got an ISU 152. That looks like a heap of fun. I'm going to put that together and then I'll come back to the partisans. Do you ever do that? Well, uh, part of that is in uh, is enforced because of the medium that, that I'm using. Um, this shit takes a long time to dry. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. And I, I, particularly I've been having trouble now that the weather's turned cold. Um, I had an older can of varnish that I was using uh, and particularly with the gloss varnish, it's it's sometimes really difficult to see how how thick you're putting it on. Yep. Um, it's taking a long time to dry when it's cold like this. It's a little bit tacky, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So um, I'll tend to do something like like that, work really solidly on it all day on a Sunday, and then I'll put it aside for a week. Um, 
so that I'm not touching it while it's tacky. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm um, the same. It just way. goes in the cupboard and, and leave yeah, it just, alone. Yeah, I'm the same when I do a quick shade. If I do quick shade on a vehicle, I'm like, all right, that's done. And now I'm going to put that away and just leave that alone for three or four days. Then I'll come back and hit it with a dull coat. But yeah, yeah, man, I'm, I'm keen to see how they how they finish up because I saw them before they started work and. Yeah, it was rough, wasn't it? It was rough. (laughs) Um, So I'm really proud of being able to resurrect something that was uh, so marginal to to start with. I I think they came out well. I don't have that skill or that ability, so I'm very impressed. Um, They look great. I mean, you have a a level of, you know, a depth of patience that I myself do not currently possess. And I may have to talk to you at some stage about getting all the... um, uh, primer off of the brome crater that I've got sitting there because yeah. uh, that's got quite a bit of stuff on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards actually doing it with um, uh, ISO and a, uh, a cloth, to be honest, because it we don't know what resin that's made of. We we well, certainly had that. Resin, so. yeah. yeah, but I mean we had that very bad experience with some of the JTFM yeah. uh, resin. So I'm very very cagey about stripping resin now. As you would be. I'll, um, yeah, I'll look, I'm, hopefully if I can get that back to bare metal. That's another one that I've been looking at for a while now, thinking I need to do something with that, I need to do something. But I've got, I've got a finished Jaguar's Partisans, and then I've got a, uh, an SS um, commission to do, which is not that many guys, but it's going to take me a little while because I've never done this kind of camouflage before. Well, it's, it's another thing, you know, you can do that as an assembly line. Um, yeah. If you just make sure that you do each stage and finish it across the whole army. Yeah. So it's yeah, funny. You do your base coat and you do everyone with a base coat and then you do highlights and you do everyone with highlights. Yeah. Uh, but it can be really grueling to, to do that. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny you guys were, I remember a little while ago when I was talking about um, uh, painting Viv's British and you guys said to me, you know, do you guys do batch paint, you know, do you do mini batches and stuff? And I was like, no, no, no I just generally, you know, everyone gets this and then everyone gets this and everyone. I actually went back and actually thought about that, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to break it down, and I'm just going to finish one squad at a time. And I actually found it a lot quicker. I don't know what it is. It just, it just spurned me on a lot better. And yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, I mean, there's something about the idea of seeing the finish line coming, and you can go, yeah. I'll just push myself for that extra half an hour because I know if I do that, this stage is completely done on yep. everybody in that batch. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that, that's how I've been sort of viewing it, and. Um, yeah, I think it'll be fine. I think it's uh, yeah, it's pretty good, but um, it's definitely helped me with uh, the partisans because I've literally just been doing nine guys at a time. So I'll get nine blokes, and then what I do is out of those nine, I'll then break them down into little groups of three, and then I'll just paint three guys, and then I'll just paint three guys, and I'll, and then by the time I do, I've, like I'll finish the first three and then wash them, and then by the time I painted the next three, the wash is dry or well and truly dry, and then. What I'll do is I'll wash them and then highlight the other. But I, I just jump backwards and forwards all the time. But yeah, like you know, just trying in a way so I don't waste paint and I, you know, I'm sort of working, you know, as as economical as possible. But um, yeah, it's going to be a fun list once it's done. And uh, I'm really looking forward to when the way the brown crater looks. Uh, just need to get some time up my sleeve so I can actually build the table around that which I think will be like a Banks of the Volga. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's certainly one of my next big projects. Um, I have been enjoying that, actually, as a way to break things up, is to work on terrain when, I, when I'm when i starting to go cross-eyed painting. Yeah. Painting SS camouflage is 
paint a house, you yep. know, it, <laughs> it's a lot simpler. Oh, dude, my, like, painting houses for me, it's like, there's, um, a product you can get at Bunnings, and I think I've said this before in other podcasts, Bunnings is the, I think the American equivalent is, like, Home, uh, Home Depot, just a hardware store, but they've got a product there called, um, it's called Dulux Stone, and it's a paint with a very fine granule through it, and I get a, called a European Stone, which is almost like a, an off-white. Literally, I just paint my buildings with that, wait for it to dry, and then what I do is I mix up um, some, uh, I get some black paint, um, mix it right down with water, and then just paint that onto the building. Have you, um, and have then you just dab it off with toilet tissue, and it gives it a nice mottled, weathered effect. Have you considered using gesso instead? What's that? Well, gesso is the, the medium that you, uh, you prime canvases that you're going to paint with oil paints on. So it's like an acrylic medium, but it has that fine grit all the way through it. Really? Yeah, but you buy like a big jar of it for about three bucks. Um, uh, okay, that's cool. So uh, I was, was going to say to you, the Dulux stone stuff, that's like ten bucks for a pot. I mean, you can't see what, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, look the size of a jam jar kind of thing. And that, it just lasts me forever. Okay. Um, yeah. But that's what I do. There's two different colours. I've either got charcoal or European stone. And uh, there's a there's a blue colour as well that I use for all the um, the domes on the uh, Afghan or the, or the not Afghan on the desert buildings that I do. But um, yeah, man, I think that um, I reckon that stone stuff works a treat. Someone was showing me a um, a spray can that Testors do. Um, it looked pretty cool, but man, it was expensive. Yeah, well, um, that's another one that Bunnings do. Bunnings do a can that's actually got, um, it's a spray that actually does a stone effect. I'm not so much of a fan. Viv from Knights of Dice uses it, and he can do amazing stuff with that. Um, I don't possess that. I don't know what I do wrong when I use that, but it's not, I'm not a fan of it. Um, and it was bloody expensive to buy as well. I've got two cans of it currently sitting at my place doing nothing because I don't know what to use them for. Well, we've, we could maybe give it a go with all of the uh, ruined buildings. Oh, dude, I, got, yeah. I, got, I have so many Knights of Dice buildings at the moment and I've got Mark constantly saying to me that we need to do a terrain day and I'm like, yes, we do, but um, yeah, unfortunately, it's yeah. just trying to find the time is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I just got a big sack of uh, 70 trees from eBay arrive. In the, mail, in the mail the other day, so terrain is really, uh, really on my mind as well. Lucky, aren't you lucky that you have, like, you know, just two, two friends who just provide all this lovely terrain for you to play on? It's great, I it's love pretty, it. It's pretty awesome. I'd love to do a, do a board. I have zero space to, uh, what sort to of store board, it. What sort of board would you like to do? Probably a New Guinea board or maybe a desert board for the French, like, um, you know, well, like, or a Damascus kind of Yeah, kind well, of if you board, want to do a board, we'll do a board. The three of us will do a board. That'd be great. Well, the other thing you know, I was considering was um, do it double-sided. You know, so one side you've just got a sand finish; it doesn't have any terrain built into That's it. Cool. On the other side, you've got a green, uh, green grassy sort of finish that terrain can sit on, and uh, you can just flip it over depending on what you feel like playing. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Um, obviously, you need two two uh, sets of terrain, though. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not so much the board; it's like, yeah, the terrain. Yeah, it's on always it. the, other, the other shit that goes on top of it. Wow. Um, so that was unfortunate. We were mid conversation, and my sister decided to call on the phone that we are using uh, as a recording device. So I'm not entirely certain what we got up to, 
but we're going to persevere. Rookie error, mate. Rookie error. That's, how is that a rookie error? My sister called me. I can't. I can't. You can put it. Put your phone on airplane mode. You know, you, you, okay. alienate your family. No, no. Here's the funny thing. <laughs> only, only in the last two weeks have I discovered what airplane mode does. I didn't know before then. I actually thought it was a mode that you put on when you were in an airplane. Well, it is. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's why it's called airplane mode. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, when I, you're in the bacon mobile. Yeah, the burger mobile. The burger mobile, or whatever the fuck you call it. Bacon wagon. <laughs> bacon wagon. What's a, how do you say bacon in German? I don't know. When I was in Germany, I got Hitler. grilled in a delicatessen, not bumptisch, um, about what different types of things are in English because uh, we were quite far into Eastern Germany and the guy's English wasn't very good and he was very interested. So I went right through the cabinet saying, oh, you know, das ist, das ist Ham, you know, it's Ham. Uh, I, I'm not sure what bacon is. Uh, I know mincemeat is Hackfleisch. Which God, is pretty it's good. such a brutal Hackfleisch. language. Yeah, <laughs> such a brutal language. It's just... Mm. But I digress. Uh, Please do. Where were we? Bacon. Ham. No, something... No, we're talking about uh, how you guys always supply my terrain. It's great. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and then you're just, you're just sitting there going, this is great, this has got nice stuff to play on all I've the time. Ne- I've, never, I've never really liked doing terrain. Like, so I, I started doing terrain. That's, yeah. how I, that's how I got my... That's the stuff that I... And, I remember, like, I remember back in the day, I had a big clean out of the while ago. I actually found the roof of a house that I built, and the house I built out of um, sheets of polystyrene. So I don't know how I was ever going to paint that. But if you actually looked inside the house, I'd actually built a proper kitchen. There was a kitchen sink, there was an upturned table, there was all this crazy shit. And then I looked at the roof, and I'd actually built the roof the way that, uh, like, you, like, as you built, like, uh, trusses. Um, I'd like, you know, like I had the hit by the, you know, pitching beam, I had all that. And it was incredible that, you know, I put all this work into this house and then I just never ended up doing anything with it because I then realised, okay, this is actually for gaming, I don't need all this stuff in here. Yeah, you I just need, up, need an empty house and nothing in it. Well, basically, yeah, you know, like, you know, the, the, the peasants have fled and, you know, they're it's out been of there. thoroughly looted in Yeah, exactly absence. right, yeah. I mean, I, I Everything that's not building um, 40k b- buildings out of foam core. Um, yeah, so I built really. some really interesting shit out of toilet rolls and foam core that was refineries and all that, that. kind of shit. I mean, it looks pretty rustic compared to what I would do now, but uh, I found some of it, as Tristan was saying, uh, not that long ago and had a look. And it was functional gaming terrain. It, it worked. I bet at the time, though, like you were like, holy shit, I'm, I'm killing it. I'm absolutely killing it. Like, this is incredible. Yeah. But yeah, like I've you know I've since now looked back on some of that stuff. I'm like, it's it's ignorance is a great thing, isn't it? Truly. Um, we just rolled into Bendigo. Yeah, boy. I told you it was the Bendigo. We are in you. All right. First person to spot the green cubes uh, is buying the green cubes. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. So we'll wrap it up. I might try and do some recording. Yeah. No worries, mate. Cheers. Some guy just waved at us randomly. <laughs> um, because you're in a truck. It is. No, people think they, just, they see the truck and they just they think I'm from the country. Um, yeah, so we might do some recording tonight if we get some beers into us and whatnot. I don't know. But, um, yeah, tomorrow we got, you know, might try and have a chat with uh, Hari, have a chat with uh, Rubes. Um, and, yeah, we'll maybe try and get Gus on as well. Do a proper report from the field. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, so, yeah, we'll wrap it up and uh, we will talk to you later. All right, bye, guys. Thanks.
It's day one. Well, it's not day one. It's a, you know, day one. It's a one-day thing. So it's day. It's day. It's cold. Yeah. We're in Bendigo. You're on the bacon burgers, and we've got some special guests. We got Rubes Larson and Harry Turner. We got Harry Turner. <laughs> the the the, the uh, bolt action Oz New Zealand page legend, so prolific. <laughs> Yet he lives in Queensland, so he doesn't play events. No, I live in New South Wales. I'm not one of those filthy cockroaches. You know, I thought you were a Queensland boy. Inbred enough. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to cast aspersions, but <laughs> Sahari, you flew down. Yeah. Second event running that you've flown for. It's a good effort. Uh, third event running that I've flown for. What was the other one? Cancon. Oh, that doesn't count. That's not. That's not a. Technically, this, I'm going to claim. I'm going to claim Badgercon as a Melbourne event. Are we happy with that? Yeah. I give you that. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah, close yeah. Enough. That's close enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're here. We've just finished uh, game one. We're all kind of just chilling around outside. Uh, Rubes and Hari played each other. Hari's not. He's, he looks salty. He looks real salty, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Yep. Sea salty, in fact. Like 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 salty flakes. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I, I ran naval landing you know force that he's sea salty. Your jabs. <laughs> so basically, Rubes, he lubed up the finger and you gave him the old finger no, trick. And he no? didn't lube. He didn't take me out for dinner. He did I went not for give three me fingers. Three We're going in dry. Full Three fist. fingers dry. <laughs> oh my god! So what happened, boys? Harry, do you want to start off with my first shot? Um, well, yeah, yeah, first shot, and there goes my forward observer, and then things went downhill. Uh, Four-man Japanese veteran squads are very fucking hard to shift, and turn four, I killed two of them out of six dice. Yeah, that's. The veterans, man. Like I, the, the list that I played was a seven order dice yeah. German veteran list. It's the list you're probably going to have to play next, Harry. But Thanks. yeah, killing no, killing veterans is tough. Yeah. It's anything uh, over eight men is difficult to shift. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, this is my. I think I've got two squads of vets in my entire army, and they're like my. They're my workhorses. They're like they get up and get stuff done. But the rest of the army is reg. But you still realize how squishy reg is after oh, a while. Yeah. Especially when I can get my bayonets into them. I've got <laughs> fourteen reg orders. Don't have to tell me how squishy they are. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Well, it's um, it's like when you hear about those seventeen order dice Russian lists and they're all inexperienced. It's like, yeah, that's scary. But I'm gonna kill you no matter what. Like you're just gonna fall. To be fair, at twelve fifty, I've run up a twenty order reg British list, mm. and that thing is a monster. It will never see the light of day. Well, speaking of monsters, I wrote an inexperienced American. American list, and I think at a thousand points, I had 22 order dice. You're a bad man. You should. Be yeah. No, 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 no. I ran it. I ran it twice. Um, it, it had a 50% success rate. Garrett sort of pulled it apart a little bit, but yeah, it is. It's nasty. I'd never run it again. But it was. I don't like yeah. inexperienced. Yeah. I think it sucks. So I was like, how would I make inexperienced work? So I'll run it if it fits in with the theme. Like my last list. There was no theme with mine. It was just. <laughs> was, well, how do I make experience win? How do I make inexperienced win? Oh, that's right. A lot of them. So at it's least, called Russia. At yeah. Least, at least with my last this being uh, French Foreign Legion of the 11th Regiment, they had some inexperienced French guys that were just drafted in that didn't want to be there. So there was my inexperienced squads yeah. matched with my veterans. So I wasn't the theme, but uh, I wouldn't run a total inexperienced army. No, no. I think it's... I think Robin... My, bro my brother Rob did it a few times where he ran like complete inexperienced hordes. And it's, it's, it's a hard run. Oh, it yeah. really is. A lot of minis to put together and paint. So. Well, it is. I mean, yeah. for fuck's sake. But this is why I kind of like veteran armies. 80, 90, 100 Russian What's like assembling, painting. Guilty. I've got a Russian army at home. I still have to Okay, and it's well, huge. I shame you for that. But <laughs> that's why I picked with the SNL. After all veterans, I mean, I got forty guys in the tank, mm. uh, but and then only at six dice. So I'm like six dice. Six what, dice. What tank have you got? Uh, I got a Hargo. So I what is that? It's that a light tank. Well, it's a, a very light tank with an understrength forty-seven mil gun and it's two a MMGs. 
pretty much. Oh, okay, well, so, it's, so it's an MMG festooned. Harry, speaking for experience, Ooh. I've been mowed down a few squads. So. Yeah. Hang on, is, 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 are, we, are we talking about a cheese wagon here? Is he running a cheese wagon? No, 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 no it's no, not no. quite a cheese wagon. It's got How a many wagon. MMGs has it got? Two. Okay, all right, I thought well, it had three. Armor, yeah, no, 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 armor no. seven and... Armor seven, one-man turret, low-velocity AT. Well, yeah. One-man turret? You're yeah. a Japanese, you get one-man turret. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it's based on the theme, too. The, the fifth courier landed in Milne Bay with 650 blokes and two Hargos, thinking, hey, the Aussies have only got a company, only to find us about five, 6,000 Aussies and, and Yanks <laughs> building an airstrip, and went, oh, crap. Just, just, just putting up drywall. Hey, what's, what's going on? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Can I get rifles, boys? That's not regulation standard. <laughs> and then, of course, Some the Hargos... union. The, the Hargos got bogged down and got, got abandoned, so, I mean, it's just like... Fair enough oh, as well. Crap. Can we fix it? Nah, she's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> We're leaving. We're leaving out of here. All right, so, JL, how'd you go? Uh, pretty convincing win there. Um, finished up, there was only one of his units left on the table. But Sneaky cheese. I just couldn't kill it. Well, it's, oh, right, what was it? What was it again? Inexperienced Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> what was in the rest of the list? Um, lots of 10-man squads of veterans. So the uh, you had a veteran the, army with an inexperienced Sherman. Yeah. yeah. Was there a theme there? Russian, Russian inexperienced Sherman. Failed to kill an inexperienced Sherman. Yes. The thing has an arse the size of J-Lo. How did you miss? Yeah, oh, no, you don't know J-Lo. Kim, Kim, Kim Kardashian. It's oh, a, yeah, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> She's like 90% Man. plastic and 10% stupid. It's, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I, can't, I can't dispute those figures. That's fine. No, I, I hit it and penned many times, and I rolled ones every time. Oh, it, sounds yeah, like, yeah. it sounds like your love life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, story of my life. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Yeah. Anyway, look, I think round two is about to kick off. It's 11 yeah. o'clock. We're running through the games really quickly because we've had a bit of a snafu with the, uh, uh, with the times. But hopefully, if everything kind of goes according to plan, we should be out of here by about three. I reckon should be wrapping up by about three. Yeah, and then we'll get like a bit of a late lunch and then hit the hit the frog and toad. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys, we're going to come back a little bit later and we're going to talk to some other people and, uh, yeah, catch you soon. Battlefield Accessories are a Melbourne-based company specialising in laser-cut buildings and general terrain. Their range is extensive and is built around various game systems. They also offer a range of hobby support options such as paint racks, figure stands and of course the light halo. They also offer a new hex-based terrain system that takes flexible terrain to a whole new level. So give Mike and Lange a call and let them look after all your terrain needs. Or check out the website at www.battlefieldaccessories.com.au. Welcome back, listeners, uh, to the Bacon Burgers. Uh, this uh, this uh, segment that you're uh, currently listening to is in place of another segment that we actually recorded on the way home that has now become the lost segment. Uh, Lockie, you were actually joking today that there is actually more deleted episodes of the bacon burgers than there is actually episodes of the bacon burgers yeah well you, you and i and damo recorded a couple i know you rob and garrett recorded a few that probably yep. that that never never, never saw release well. yeah, or whatever yeah, no, and definitely. i'm sure that you record a bunch by yourself in your in your room and go oh yes the bacon burgers <laughs> by yourself which you're, you're, of course you don't delay you just listen to yourself over and over <laughs> and over no uh, um yeah so basically uh, the, the horrible thing is that we actually had Hari Turner in the car on the way home. Um, it was hilarious because... Uh, Gave him shit through 
200 miles of bad roads. <laughs> 200 kilometers of badlands. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've seen the Hills Have Eyes, that yeah. area that we and drove you, through. And man, you, were, you were right up close with Hari as oh, well. Yeah. You guys were basically like you were nearly canoodling, canoodling in the back seat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll call it right now. Uh, we, we joked on the way up to BadgerCon that. There was no like you know I I said on the way up there it was it wasn't recorded but I said wouldn't it be funny if we came first second third uh, I thought that JL would pull out first because your list was really good uh, that was not to be and I thought Lockie would I thought you go quite well I thought that I would end up in the top half but as it was I ended up coming first uh, Lockie came second and JL came third and JL also picked up the painting prize oh yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) Spotty boys on horses. Yeah, spotty boys on horses uh, took it home. Uh, JL and I actually tied. We both had, I think, four votes each. Um, There were 10 people at the event. and um, We we, had to convince a... A nine-year-old? 10, 12. A young young person. Young lad um, who probably didn't really know much about... Anything. Second World War. No, Um, he... uh, it was the TO's son. We had to convince him and he was the tiebreaker and he went with Spotty Boys on Horses and Stugs. Yeah, so we, we had all packed our shit up and we yeah. started just... <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, oh, but, oh, but look at these. I have custom objective markers. Oh, but look at this vehicle. Oh, but look at this this LT. And then all of a sudden, all the stuff came back out and we were trying to ply this kid. And at one stage there, somebody looked over and they actually looked at the both of us and they're like, you guys really want to win this, don't you? I'm like, fuck yes, I do. Shut up. So, no, nah, it was fun. It was good. Um, so yeah I'll run through my three games quickly the first guy that I played was a Tasmanian called Mark who ran a I think it was only like eight or nine order dice it was a uh, German list uh, had a Panzer IV I think three big chunky squads of infantry uh, medium howitzer I don't remember what else was in there it was you kind of wait a week and I haven't slept in the last couple of days because Lex hasn't been well but um, yeah I kind of pulled a win out on that one uh, I don't. What was was that? Maximum attrition or meeting engagement? It uh, was uh, meeting engagement. Meeting first. engagement. So I, I was able to. It was um the, it was like the dot rich format, <clears throat> the scoring. So it was you got fifteen points for a win, and then there was the three minor objectives you could go for, which was, killer's officer, killer's most expensive unit, and also to get into his deployment zone. So I did all three of those things. I scored eighteen points. Uh, I had a really good game, and he pushed me quite a bit. Uh, those large squads are very, very difficult to move, especially being veterans. Um, second game was against Rubes Larson, a uh, friend of the cast. Um, that didn't go so well, if I'm honest, for Rubes. Uh, Rubes essentially came up with a six order dice, one thousand point list. Uh, it was a so it was Japanese, wasn't it? it was the special the, naval the SNLF? Landing. I yeah, think the, the like naval the naval force special naval landing force. Yeah. Um, so yeah, six dice, uh, three enormous squads of tooled up, fanatic, veteran, scary bamboo guys. Those, those are, units must have been worth so many points. Oh, Eggs in baskets is the uh, <laughs> yes, yes. phrase that comes to yeah. mind. So you also had a tank, a sniper. Was it the and hard go tank? I think so. I think, Light yeah. AT gun. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, hard, so yeah. It, was, it was three dice. It was three squads of infantry, an LT, a sniper, and a tank. Um, so... My list, I think we've gone over my list. Everyone knows what's in my list, but I was just able to, um, as he, ca- he his, his entire plan was to, it was Heartbreak Ridge. Um, he would just ran kind of at me 
and I had just enough tools to kind of just slow him down and slow him. And then I'd started to bring in assaults and then just, he got really unlucky with two of his assaults and lost two of his squads. And it's like, if you got six order dice and you lose two of them, yeah, that's, that's. He, uh, my medium howitzer finally came into its own and popped his uh, tank. Um, my bazooka popped the Panzer four in the first, uh, in the first game. Um, funnily enough, my, uh, my, my Greyhound did nothing all weekend and neither did my, um, uh, my M3105, which was actually an M375. But I don't think I'll be taking that thing again. It's a piece of shit. I hate it. <laughs> and then my last game was against Hari Turner. I was really happy because I wanted to play Hari. Um, we happened to get paired together. And um, yeah, Hari, we played Demolition. Uh, Hari and I were actually unclear on the rules. We actually played V1 Demolition, which we, which is, you know, you sort of play until turn six. So your opponent's got a bit of a chance to maybe snag a draw. Uh, unfortunately it wasn't to be I took his objective and then proceeded to chisel everything else off the board so yeah I've looked over and was I knew that that um you'd got the the objective yeah. or whatever you're like why are you still playing and it was like probably turn five by that stage I reckon it was yeah and mid-turn I was five. like guys you know that the game ends right like as soon as we didn't I'm not I'm not <laughs> even joking like Harry and I both looked at each other we both dragged our books out and like oh crap we're playing v1 demolition which is v1 demolition I was thinking is a is a is a better mission a uh, V2 demolition. I think if you're a Finnish player and you got Kakapadios, you will never lose demolition. Turn three, come up from the back edge and just two squads of Kakapadios and just sit on their objective. There is no way you can shoot enough guys off. You would have to put your, you, know, you would have to dedicate almost your entire army onto the back line to stop you, you know, the Kakapadios from getting onto that and fucking you up. Um, but yeah, look, I had three really good games at a great time. We had a fantastic Airbnb. Um, everyone happy with the accommodation? Lads? Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh, it? it was awesome. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect with um with Bendigo, you know, um, uh, but we rocked up and it was beautiful. It was a beautifully renovated house, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, three bedrooms. Mm. Um, you know, really nice bathroom. Vinyl collection. Sergeant Pepper's on vinyl sitting and there. No record player though. Toto. Toto. Yeah, Toto. We rains, found, we rains found, down Africa. We found the seven inch of Africa <laughs> yeah. sitting on the shelf. You have no I idea was how much. So tempted yeah. to lift that and take it home <laughs> yeah, with just, me. Surprised um, he didn't put it on. Oh, no, there was no. There was no record player. Yeah, I was right, so yeah. pissed. I would like they had a really good vinyl collector. Like uh, well, we had um, we had Bluetooth. It was fine. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was it wasn't no, the same. It, it, was, it was nice. We had a cook up. We I had some beers and watched the footy. It was yeah. a nice Friday. It was night, a fucking fantastic Friday night. Up early, got a good sleep. Everybody up early. There was no hangover. Fantastic. No. I felt like a million bucks when I woke up. A little bit chilly, but you know, that's Bendigo for you. But more, yeah. more sleep than you get at home. <laughs> it, it is right now, mate. You have no idea. Um, but yeah, seriously, it was a, just a fantastic day. So, Lockie, game one, talk to me. Go through the first two games. Yeah, because yes, the yes, third yes, game. Just the first two games, yes, yes. No, so look, the first game I played um, a, a local from, from Bendigo called Evan. Uh, he was a nice guy. Um, he had a uh, Soviet list with... Um, he had a lot of infantry and they were all LMG squads. So it was kind of like an early war kind of um, kind of list. But basically, it was heaps of infantry. He had a tank destroyer. Um, I don't know the Is name like of a, it. It's got the Ziz 3 on it. Yeah, the Ziz 3. But it's like open-topped armor 7. Yeah, it's, 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 like a, it's almost like a T-34 chassis. With the Ziz three just bolted onto it, isn't it? No, not the T thirty four. No, no, no. It's it's. But I'm saying it's it. That's what it looks like. It looks like the top of it, like the like the chassis it's of a like tank. It's like a really, really ramshackle version of the uh, ISU seventy five. Yeah, something like uh, that. Uh, SU the SU seventy six. Seventy six. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so without a really even a gun shield or something, it's like a really really primitive mm. um, tractor with a gun bolt. Yeah, they're, yeah. yeah, they're just throwing it on. But I'm pr- yeah, so Russian. It was, it was really cool. But he had a BA10 armored car. He had another Ziz three, <laughs> um, artillery Ziz. piece. You know, sniper that kind of stuff. Um, now it was max attrition. We, we were playing. Um, so I think I deployed quite badly, and I think he got the jump on me early and. Um, I, I, you know, well, first turn I killed his sniper with mine, you know, that kind of stuff and kind of moved up, but I wasn't in a good spot and I really had to, I think actually I was up and then he, he threw, he threw some assaults into me. We kind of evened it up a bit and I'm like, oh crap, we're going to draw, we're going to draw. Um, I managed to, to, uh, get over the line. I think we both had 12 dice each and we finished on, I had six dice left and he had four left. So I only just won um, by, by the two, but that kind of just demonstrates how bloody the game was. It was, it was super, um, super bloody. Um, round two, we were, as you said, Trist, it was Heartbreak Ridge. Uh, I played against um, one of the guys who came, to, came up from Tasmania. Um, his name was Chris and he had, he was, he had, he was playing another Soviet list and it was kind of a, a very weird Soviet list, to be honest. He had three massive units of, um, so I think two was two were veterans and one was a Siberian um, unit, and they were all around 180, 200 points each. Whoa! Um, like it, it, they were really meat, um, really uh, meaty. Multi- multiple um, uh, SMGs in each squad. Mm, mm. Multiple. Um, one squad had two LMGs. Yeah, like yeah. it was crazy. Two LMGs so and SMGs. That that just says to me, it's there's just one squad trying to do too many different things. It really was, and they had not like nine or ten men each. It was. I, it certainly wasn't points efficient, but it was. He had nine dice as a Soviet list, which is very unusual. That is really unusual. Um, lots of low order dice pardon? lists. Lots of low order dice lists at the event. I yeah, saw. it was a bit. He had an inexperienced Sherman, which was really, really funky. Yeah, really funky. Um, you don't see that. Anyway, as Heartbreak Ridge, I've kind of um, pushed it all up. I, I've, I, I outflanked with my commandos and and my frog, you know, the standard kind of um, stuff that I do. And uh, I kind of got lucky with my mortar a few times, you know, like ranging in and really... That's, that's not what I hear. Huh? Oh, that's not what I... Yeah, you getting a little bit lucky is not what I hear, mate. I heard that that mortar ran hot all weekend. Not just a little bit lucky. Oh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but basically, uh, it, the started in, back. it started in round three and, and kept going to, into round three. Oh, sorry, it started round two, kept going into round three. And basically, he just couldn't couldn't move his stuff because I, was, I had too many units kind of pouring fire into it yeah. and I got the objective. I think he only took a few models off me for the entire game. It was it wasn't wasn't good for Chris. Fair enough. But um so we'll we'll talk about game three in a minute. We will, yeah. JL. All right. Well um go? game one I, I played uh Chris also. So that, that same list. He was more uh, more beard than man. Yeah. There's was was a lot uh, of beard there. Yeah. He was a very fuzzy man. Oh he was <laughs> very fuzzy. Lov- lovely fella though. Um, yeah. Yeah had a had a had a great game. Had a good time talking to him about uh wildlife com- conservation in the the oh, back yeah, blocks of right, Tasmania yeah. and uh yeah having grown up in in New Zealand you know I had, I had some interesting stuff to uh talk about about uh, how that's handled over there but um yeah it it was a weird list and and uh I think the stuff that we we talk um certainly we talked about listing for a foreign meta and you know do you go too hard or or not um 
it really didn't go very well for him. Um, the end of that game, he had the inexperienced Sherman left, and that was that was it. So that was the difference between um, you and Matris. But at the end of game one, was that one point from killing the Sherman or not? Yeah. Um, so I'd hit it and penetrated it three times, but rolled ones. <laughs> no shit. W- rolled ones every time. So it was stunned, kind of just sitting there doing doing nothing. Yeah. Um, so he he had his um, couple of big blobs of infantry. Um, the the Ziz three was was there as a threat, but uh, I had my sniper deployed in a building, um, stripped it. So stripped Ziz, its Ziz three for those who don't know, we we fucked this up a while ago. It is a plus five medium anti tank gun that also functions as a, as a light howitzer. It's not a medium. Oh, is it? okay. Yeah, we. Yeah, that's just a lot. Yeah, I got I got rumbled on the Facebook page. I think somebody got in contact with me and read me the riot axe, and yeah, it is, it's it's just a light howitzer, right. but it's still tasty. But it's well, it's pretty good. So like a normal um, medium AT gun will be seventy five points, and the Ziz three is eighty points. So it's five points to be able to fire as a light howitzer, which is pretty pretty good. Yep, yep. Um, so that that was deployed in a spot that um, covered part of the ground. I had my uh, pack thirty eight. Um, behind cover but covering another angle um so yeah we we i was firing at that with my sniper first three rounds it's only got three crew so uh that went pretty quick um i then moved up my uh at gun out of the cover so you know it was just sort of peeking around the corner um and could start firing at the sherman um and then yeah the uh, the the body remover the stug 40 STUH42 started Disco going Disco Stu rolled into town. Disco Stu started advertising. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that bad boy is a medium howitzer, isn't it? It's a medium howitzer. Um, it has a MMG with a 360 field of fire on it. Otherwise, it's just a um, solid casement, armor 9. How many uh, of your three games, how many times did you lose it? Once. Yeah, just the ones. Just yeah, the ones. We'll come to that. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll come to that. Uh, so I I uh, ran up the um, uh, the two SS squads in the trucks. Um, so one of them was the the tooled up close assault. The other one was set up uh, almost to support them. So the second squad was all rifles, um, and the idea was that um, ideally they would fire first, thin out a squad, and then I'd I'd send the boys in to to kick the door in um so i managed to get really right into the back line start messing things up uh the the cavalry did absolutely nothing all weekend um really well i charged them just a psychological threat it was a it was a gambit for painted (laughs) i only took them because they look so cool they did look nice yeah um so i outflanked them uh onto the side one of those big blobs of um 180 whatever point dudes were there um because they're fanatic we went two rounds um eventually all my guys died but he had one guy left um who quickly got thinned out by the rifle squad and you thin out one guy (laughs) (laughs) very finely yeah very finely Uh, some uh, extreme marksmanship there yeah um and all that time i'd been running the um uh running the volks grenadiers up because i knew they, they didn't fire a shot. They, they weren't going to do anything other than make doubly sure that I would get that spearhead point for being in the uh, deployment zone at the See end that, of the game. That sounds to me like you know what your list does and you know how to 
it, yeah, that's it. Sounds like you had a really good uh, a really good game. Yeah. Uh, second game was was quite interesting. Um, so in the second game, I played uh, Thorvald's SS list. So it was very um, blue on blue kind of act, black on black. What action. was his uh, What was his list? So his his list was was really quite similar to mine. So he had a um, a Stug, but it had the seventy five mil AT gun running on it. Uh, he had a um, the larger version of the Hanamag. So the the full transport one, lots of re- quite small squads. Uh, so there were maybe six, seven guys, but they were tall up. Uh, assault rifles rather than than uh, SMGs. So there were some points going to that. Um, he had an MMG team, um, a pack forty rather than a pack thirty eight. That's tasty. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. The mortar squad. Yeah. All. all of, um, certainly, all the infantry was veteran. Um, so we were playing on the the uh, town table that had the big church in the middle, um, playing Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah, I played. Uh, that was yeah. my third game. I played on that. It's, it was. A, I thought it was a good board. Yeah, yeah. Um, we ended up. He he deployed his objective quite far over into the center of of the board. Um, whereas I had sort of anticipated that he would play into the back corner. Um, so part of my deployment, I snookered myself a little bit because of the uh, the massive line of sight blocking of, th- of the church. Uh, he had a sniper in there that was up in the the bell tower. Um, it's 242, shoot the building. No, nah, sh- my sniper just... Oh, uh, really? Shot well, yeah, out. fair enough. Um, and that was the, the... Sorry, the if you shoot the building and, and he's in the bell tower, like he's like... It's part of the building. Yeah, you but shoot that. what about it? But he's not in the building. Well, he is. He's in the bell tower. He's on top of it. Yeah, but that's... No, no. If you, you look up there, on, so there is one of the exact same church. Yeah. The bell tower is... He's not on top. He's... He's in it. In it. So, so therefore, he's in the church. The building, it's all yeah, the whole thing down. collapse it. But well, it's, it's a three to hit him. You hit him on a three. No, with, no, no. With HE, you do. You can target but the but building. But he's not in it. It's like, you know how you can you can put a sniper on it on top of a building? No, yeah, that's not on top. That's in. That's yeah, so um, it had that roof thing as a roof, so he's actually inside the the bell tower. Yeah, if it was if it was like an open roof. top kind of thing, then absolutely, I agree with you completely. Yeah, he's he's not he's on it, he's not in it, but that's a closed roof. He's that's technically counts as a building. Mm. Anyway, so um, we had that we had a bit of we started off with a uh, anti tank gun duel. Uh, we dueled with cannons uh, at dawn. Yep. Um, which which was kind of nothing really came of that. Um, again, I, I had the um, uh, Volksgrenadier on on my back objective until I could see whether he was going to be in a position to make a push for my objective or he would go for the centre. Yeah, it's clever. Yep, um, and I, I like doing that because they're they're a cheap unit. They've got a lot of firepower, um, and if somebody shoots them shoots at them with small arms there's a really, really good chance that they just get better and better uh, as they go along. Don't like exposing them to high explosive or assault because they'll just... Or flame, because they do flame, not like that. Yeah, they'll, they'll just die. Um, uh, so I, I sort of deployed my uh, the cavalry and the um, Stu-42 down one side, which turned out to be the side where nothing much happened, but it did forestall him r- running anything down that side. Um, was that through the graveyard? Or that was through the graveyard, yeah. yeah. fair enough. So he brought the Hanamag through there 
um, dismounted Homeboy brought a Hanamag along. Yeah. Yeah, he did. What, was it a Stummel or just a Hanamag? No, it's just a Hanamag. Jesus. Yeah. It's an expensive truck. It is. Um, so, yeah, he, he shot up shot up the horses. Three of them died. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, the Stu yeah, 42 <laughs> came on, shot up that squad pretty good. Um, and then his Stug came on that side. And the two stogs were just firing at each other. Oh, I came past when you guys were doing this, and they were they were literally like tip to tip. Well, eventually they I got mine just right up to him. I'm like, look, I can't penetrate you on anything less than a six, but I'm just going to stack those pins up to the point where you can't do shit. Um, but the real crux of that came that um, I was like, yeah, two trucks full of veteran dudes running right at you. Um, so I'd, I'd managed to pin the uh, AT gun. Um, and just timed it with the with the order of the dice that uh, he had already fired the AT gun that turn. Uh, so I just ran the trucks right up that alley. Except I realized when I got to the end of that street, oh shit, there was like a huge squad of dudes behind yeah. a building that I couldn't see from where I was. Yeah, it gets like that. Where I was standing. But um, I just thought, well, I'm, I'm here. I've got a lot of uh, SMGs. The best place for them to be, because they're fanatics, is in combat. Yep. Just plow them in there. Uh, so they, they went in there, uh, wiped out that squad, took out the, the machine gun squad. By that time, there was one guy left. Um, so the next turn, he charged the uh, Pack 40 killed all its crew. Um, that one guy just went on a rampage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing everybody! Um, and and by the time that had happened, I I had the um, rifle squad on foot that was kind of guarding the center objective. Yep. Um, I'd been surreptitiously moving the um, Volksgrenadier up because I, I knew he's he's not going to be able to get anywhere near my objective. I, d- I don't need to hold it. No. Um, so they but that, it just frees things up. Yeah. So they went and grabbed the center one. I pushed the rifle squad forward. Um, yeah, in the in the end, there was the Hanamag and a rifle, sp- uh, a uh, mortar spotter left. Um, just how do you get a mortar spotter? Oh no, left? sorry, not not the mortar spotter. There was um, one remnant of a of a squad left hiding wow. in the building. Just a single dude. A single a single dude and a Hanamag was wow. was left out of that. So you were so going into game three, we were all on three wins, and we were all on fairly high scores as well. And then um, I think Gus was trying to make was he was he wasn't following strictly Swiss he was following it as much as he could, but he was trying to keep people from different communities from playing one another. Um, and then we got to the end, and I think it was you uh, it was you, you guys plus me plus Hari, and we were kind of essentially the top four, to the best of my knowledge. And then it was well, there was three people on on two wins, which was the three of us. Yeah. Um, and I think Hari was on a win and a draw. I'm pretty sure that Hari was Hari was up there. He was he wasn't in contention, but he was. Oh, still... Hari lost to the Rubes. Did he? he did too? Yeah, yeah. So win loss. Right? Yeah, yeah. So there was the three of us that were on on two wins, and and then when the pairings came out, none of us were playing each other, and we're like, um, yeah, how does that hang, work? Hang on a minute. What? You and I thought it was going to be you. Like we were looking at each other for a while, laughing. That was like, it's, yeah, it's and, and be then you they and I. said, oh, you're playing Rubes. I'm like, okay, cool. 
Yeah. This will work. This no, will no, no. They said, yeah, yeah, they said like, you were playing. Yeah, yeah you were like, and they, they said to Jail, you're playing Rubes. I'm playing Harry. It was going to be Rubes on that Western Europe table with, with the roads going everywhere. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, look at this. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Easy win. Take a, you know, first place with Big Papa. Um, but yeah, then we sort of asked Gus and said, what's going on here? And he said, oh, well, I'm doing it like this. And then we said, you probably do Swiss. Like, you don't want people getting curb stomped. So a quick juggle happened. I ended up with Hari and you guys ended up playing each other. We sure did. Oh, and, uh, did we what? And JL no, so we, we, was a bit quiet on the way home. but <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've rocked up um, on, onto the jungle table, your beautiful jungle table, Tristan. Um, we're playing Demolition, of course. Now, we the, because we were stuck for time, the original missions, they were media engagement, key positions and top secret. And because we were stuck for time, I sort of said to Gus, I'm like, look, I think you should change it to keep media engagement because that's a good mission. But change the other one to Heartbreak Ridge and the other one to Demolition because they're quick missions and you can get them done really fast. I didn't realize that Demolition finishes the minute somebody blows an objective up. I thought it, I thought that's why you wanted it because it would be quick as the last no, game. No, because it's it, it, it like even the old way, it's still a quick game. Like you just you know exactly where your objective is and you know what you got to do and that's kind of it. But I never read in the new version that you stop playing after the minute somebody's objective's done. I thought you played, you know, to play for an objective. Now that I know this, it's like that's a terrible mission. Had I known that, I would not have suggested that because that's that's so dangerous. I thought it was good. I would, I would have taken fins. Yeah, you fucking loved it, didn't you? <laughs> you fucking did. <laughs> no, so we, look, we've set up. So Demolition is one of the only missions where you set up your entire army on the table. Um, so you basically set up everything within 12 inches. And no prep bombardment. That's right. Um, I scouted out, um, advanced deployed my Papuans up as far the bo- far up the board as I could, basically, um, to get them in a good position so they could uh, run out and cause some havoc later on. Uh, on on my right flank, I kind of had the the mortar and the howitzer sitting there, um, so I was pretty happy with that. That was I had a, you know view of most of the board. Uh, how do you deploy? Which down? is Im- which is impressive on the jungle board to have a view of most of the board because that board is terrible for that sort of stuff. Yeah, you just need advantage. Blocks point. line of sight to everything. Well, no, it just gives cover to everything. You can no, see no, through no. most. Of, you yeah, can no, see no, through no. everything. Yeah, okay, yeah, but I mean, there's there's enough large, tall terrain pieces that it does hide a lot of things. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was. I, I'll say. I'll say in in beginning and uh, somewhat in my defense. Um, it it was not a good board for for my army to play on. Those trucks are quite big, and trying to get them in through the. Um, uh, through the jungle, where you have a limited number of turns, um, limited number of pivots, I should say, per turn, um, meant that I couldn't move as quickly as I'd, I would have liked. Um, I tried to set up my base um, in behind a great big rock, and I thought, okay, I'll be be clever. I'll block one whole line of access to this with the stug. So even if it dies, it's going to block anybody from easily moving in around it it's like a yeah, great big hard cover lump, yeah. lump there and initially i thought well I'll try and find a way to put the at gun on the other side so that even if you get close you've got to go right either assault it and lose a turn potentially in assault or go right around the back of it which adds another maybe six or eight inches to the to the movement turn i, I thought i was kind of being clever with that but uh i i botched my deployment um I, I just really didn't make a good fist of that. 
Um, but I thought, okay, well, I can I can move quick. Um, the this army doesn't have a lot of infantry dice, and in in fact, it doesn't have a lot of infantry at all. The only way it's going to do well is to get there quick and and get onto your objective. I, I can't fight a battle of attrition with your your six big big infantry units. No, it's got too many warm bodies. Yeah, yeah, just just would not work. That no, way. no, you just needed to get in. But as you said, the truck it doesn't like the map certainly doesn't suit the trucks because not only do you have to weave in and out of the of the terrain, you're also starting on the board, mm. right? So like yeah. you you're on the board. So that my house was able to shoot um, at one of your trucks in the first turn, which kind of puts a couple of and it hit. I didn't you know damage it or anything, but it could put a couple of pins on that mm. on the truck and the dudes inside. You know that kind of slows you down. That kind yeah, of shit. and and it's things. It was a traffic jam. Yeah. Um, that that unit was pinned and went down, which meant that the units behind it couldn't get around it or get through the gaps in the in the trees. Um, yeah, a, a really difficult um, board for me to, to for me to play that on. Mm. Um, but no, then some that. some some really weird stuff happened. Uh, you you can tell this this story, Lockie. Oh, I'm just trying to remember it. It was so long ago. No, um, well, we kind of pushed it all. Cast forward. your mind back. Last weekend. <laughs> Last weekend. Whoa. I've done a lot since then. No, not really. Um, so you've used your re-roll. You used, used that re-roll that you got. The re-roll. Um, the re-roll. The first turn, didn't you? Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd hit your tank, um, failed to pen. No, I thought I don't think you actually hit me at all. You've you you failed to hit the first time. Oh, okay. But because yeah. I was out of cover, you said, oh, no, we'll go... We'll try again. Yeah. Um, and you still couldn't hit. Yeah, Heartbreaking in there. The hate grease just started. Yeah, it just started oozing out. started oozing. I'd been been rolling okay all, all weekend until that last game. So, so Graph, mate, you used them all. You used all those sixes yeah. up a graph. So between that and, you know, obviously missing the ta- my, my Matilda and your Stug had a shot... Um, uh, on a four plus, I think it was, against my one of my infantry squads and, and missed that. Um, so I think first turn, everything could have gone really badly for me, really but, it, but, it, but it didn't. Um, so I kind of kept pushing up. As I said, I put some pins on one of your trucks, which kind of was annoying for you. By turn two, I started, or maybe it was turn one, I started, um, I tried to range in on, on your Stug um, and I rolled a six, got, got the six, that's all right. Uh, put a couple of pins on it. Um, that was all good. Um, because the Stug was kind of guarding, it was in the center, right? Guarding the um, yeah, guarding my base, guarding your base with the the, the inexperienced bros behind it. So there was a bit to get through, but I thought um, if I can, like the Stug, yeah, if I can kind of stop the Stug, um, I'll be okay. And luckily, the mortar started ranging in. Um, turn two or three or whatever, I rolled the you know it's a two plus means that you haven't moved. Um, Rolled a six anyway. Didn't didn't need the two. I need just rolled a six. I need a six to glance. Rolled the rolled the six. Then I need a six to set it on fire. Rolled the six, baby. And of course, oh, no. being being on fire with how many pins was, was that? Five, like five, five pins, pins at that stage. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you that that still was out of there. Um, and that's pretty impressive. <laughs> 
I just, what's the what's the chances? Well, I don't know. Yeah, three straight sixes is uh, that's it's yeah. pretty good. I mean, like even if you, even if I hadn't set it on fire, I mean, you just would have had too many pins to be relevant anyway. Oh, uh, but we'll rally him off, man. Like, yeah, but just... the game was over by then. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yep. <laughs> no, so um, I mean, I pushed everything up. Um, the pup ones have gone. You know, it started from almost twenty four inches up. Um, first turn ran twelve inches. Second turn ran twelve inches. So they were very, you know, like. They were on the base next turn. And the, the difficulty there was that I'd, I had moved the Volksgrenadiers back around, but they were firing through my mortar squad yep, at, your, yep. at your Papuan. So I couldn't actually hit them because my bros were in the, in the way. So as I say, I'd, I'd botched that part of the deployment. But over by your base, there was all the horse bros. There and was. So let's talk about what happened there. So, we, so I'd, I'd set this up. I, I'd just charge them up forward thinking, if you shoot me, I'm going to recce right onto your, onto your base. But you shot me with a fucking Piat. <laughs> I sure did, baby. Piat and the horse. So, so you've kind of pushed push your horses up. Um, I tried to assault them with the commandos. That went really badly. My commandos all died. <laughs> um, your, 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 your pack 38 did actually um, take out the Matilda. Oh, did um, it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and then that, oh, yeah, and in the next turn it took yeah. it took it out, so that was that was annoying. Um, so my base was fairly unguarded, so all I had really there was, um, well, I actually I could have shot with the howitzer because it was kind of facing pointing at you, but as you said, if I shot it with the howitzer, you'd just recce onto my objective because that's a stupid rule and it shouldn't exist. Luckily, I had a, a nice little piat. A nice little Piat guarding the objective. So I think you had... And we, we got into this thing about yeah. which direction do you recce. That was really what it came down to. So you had to move Isn't it around. away from the closest visible yeah, enemy? Yeah, so he had to move around from no, where from, he away was. From, away from where you shoot. Yeah, so he had to move around to get the Piat between me and his objective so, so that I couldn't yeah. recce forward into the objective. So you'd have to recce back. Um, so I, sh so I, I go up and I shoot. I, I b blow the shit out of one of his horses, uh, which is basically what I needed to do. Um, there there was I, just I, horse giblets everywhere. It was, it was great. And I, I stopped um, listening when he said he walked, he walked up and blew one of your horses. It's like, <laughs> oh, dude. Don't, I've seen videos of that. It's not yeah. nice. Don't style. knock it till you try it. No. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Oh, look, it blew the shit out of a horse. <laughs> and um, the shit clean out of it. it. It put the pin on it. I think I, I must have. I think your NCO died as well, and you failed to yeah. to do your two plus thing. You yeah. rolled a one for that, so you're at like neg three or something, or neg two, neg two or neg three on on for you, for you to move and get onto the objective, and you failed. Yeah. Um, now, but tell us about the. Papuan squad that took a casualty. Yes, yep. 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 That so, was what happened next. So I I still had my re-roll up my sleeve. Um, I had taken a casualty or a pin or something. Your re-roll. And all I needed to do um, was was get them moving. They were, they were veterans. Um, so, you know, leadership 10, but it was a 9, I guess, um, with the pin. Get them onto the objective um, to win the game. Roll my dice. Uh, you know, was, I rolled a... On, Whatever on, I rolled hang on, it. Hang on. I'm trying to give you a drum roll, but drum I, just, roll? I can't hold no, that. No, roll, roll a... Th 
Well, it was like a four and a six or something silly like that. It was that. high, yeah. It was high. I was, it must have been high. I'm like, oh, you know what? I have a re-roll. I can re-roll my, re-roll my six. <laughs> and as long as I don't roll another six... You would have been crestfallen when you saw that, didn't you? Oh, man. I, I, when that I tank came happen, up... I just said, okay, we're, we're done here. Sure. <laughs> Wrap it up. Just sure starts packing his arm. I'm going outside for a cigarette. That's it. <laughs> That's I'm, too much stress. <laughs> you would have seen that ten initially and just gone... Oh my god! This is the best yeah, day now ever. It, now it could happen. Because yeah, I still had um, that whole fanatic veteran squad that had chewed up your commandos. Yeah, yeah. Um, there and they could have done it if we had another turn, maybe. But uh, yeah, the reroll, the reroll, the kill job. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny that we were talking how in the in the first segment, Lockie was saying how you know separates the good players and the bad players and. You know, you use and, it when you really need it. Yeah, and I was, I was saying, I could only think of like two games in the whole time I've ever played that. Have, you know, it's all come down to a dice roll, and you guys end up on one of the top tables, and it comes down to a fucking dice roll, and you get the re-roll to prove everything you said was right. It was like you planned that, Lockie. It's very, very impressive. Maybe I'm psychic. Who knows? Maybe I, I Maybe. didn't foresee that the three of us would podium though. No, I I was. It's a little bit embarrassing if I'm honest. It was like, oh god, really? That's where yeah. those guys. Yeah, pack the cast up. That's it. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Burgers. We will never be back. <laughs> um, no, it's yeah. It was look. You guys had a good game, so I'm very very happy. Um, and yeah, it was just a really good weekend away. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, um, we. For some strange reason, on the way up there, on the segment that you listened to before this one, um, that was recorded just straight through the onto the iPhone. You're using the iPhone's microphone, and then on the way home, my phone just decided to connect to the stereo. And as we were recording, it was actually recording using the hands-free microphones, which are absolutely terrible. It sounded like we were all underwater, talking through toilet rolls. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. So we got rid of that, and this is hence this. So. Yeah, it was a good weekend. I had I had fun. I'll definitely be heading back up again next year. Uh, what do you reckon, boys? Yeah, I'm always always keen for a weekend it's away. It's a good with weekend away, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's just nice. It's, it's just nice, really nice nice to get out of town, particularly at this time of year. I mean, yeah. Mel- Melbourne in the late autumn can get a bit gloomy and grey. So True. Nice True. to drive through some uh, countryside. The bright Bendigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I've I, I got to be honest. I, we had like steak sandwiches on Friday night, sat down, had some ciders, watched the footy, went and set some boards up, came back here. It was just great. It was funny as because we were setting boards up the night before and all of a sudden they started bringing out hot chips for us for the, all the people that were just doing all the setup. And I remember JL was just like, yeah, like before the chips came out, we were talking about how hungry we were and we kept smelling stuff like kind of wafting through and the minute those chips went up I think we pushed each other out the way oh, I, mean, I was <laughs> starving by that stage well because I, I, I hadn't really had lunch either I'd had like a no. couple of little Spanakopitas or something yeah, before I left. yeah. no we had a it, look, it was a good drive up um, where did we where did we pick you up from Ripon Lee Station oh Station. yeah yeah. Was it? yeah it was yeah, oh that's right corner. yeah we pulled over in the boat in the Burgermobile and yeah, jumped on the road. No. If I'd known, and then you guys, um, we, we swung by Marks to drop off some yeah. train. If I'd kn- yeah. known that, I just would have met you like around that area rather than coming in here. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, look. Bitch. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, but yeah, look. So, yeah, like I keep saying, it was a very, very good event. Uh, thank you to Gus um, from uh, Zepnik Games for running that event. Uh, I had a ton of fun. 
What, what else were they playing on the day? Was it Age of Sigma? It was or? Sigma. There, there was, I think the 40K event had been um, the day before. Oh, you're right. Because they were, were they starting to roll dice that night? I oh, thought I heard they were setting up, but I heard I heard they were. No, playing. I don't think so. They, they no? weren't playing for the tournament. They they might okay. have been playing a pickup game or something. Yeah, but yeah they had twenty six players there. Um, it was a good turnout. Age, Age, Age of Sigma. That, that was really interesting for me, looking at what a Age of Sigma army looks like compared to what I remember some really a, a fantasy army looking like. There's some really pretty armies out there. Yeah, but the models have got. Some form of gigantism. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> they're all massive, aren't they? Get- <laughs> fucking huge. Yeah. Get- I remember I, I had a blood thir- a second edition bloodthirster or something that was maybe six inches high. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll uh, I'll admit I've been looking into Age of Sigma and probably going to be playing playing some some oh, games. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sprinting a bit thin. Are we lucky? Yeah. X, just- X wing, Age of Sigma, bolt action. Well, I haven't been playing X-Wing because they've just announced um, Edition 2. Um, yeah. Which, but it's not until September. So now everything is like, oh, why bother playing? It's <laughs> just on, on hold. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit in one of those spots. So I'm kind of branching out. Fair enough as well. All right, look, boys. The next event that we've got coming up. Operation Bear. Yes. The Bear. I'm very excited about that. So how, how excited so, are so you? So last on time on, on the cast, we, we did mention that it had a hard cap of 20 players. Yeah, so hard cap, 20 players, and the event sold out in 19 minutes. Brad then lifted it to 24 players, and that they went instantly. And then it was up to, I think, 28, and then that was, it was, they were, those places were gone instantly. And now we're currently, I think, we're sitting 30, 32 players. 32? I, think. I thought it was nearly 34. Maybe, yeah. Well, and, and that, that is, I think, the, the record. If everyone shows up on the day, yeah. then yeah, it is, absolutely. And that's fucking fantastic. It's going to be interesting to see how we all squeeze into good games, though. Um, yeah, you but, and I were in there today, and it's... Ooh. No, I think, I think if, you can, if you map out the room properly and be economic with the space, you can certainly fit it all in. And just eject the Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want them You guys. hate the Yu-Gi-Oh, don't you, mate? Oh, don't even get me started. Okay, we so won't get you started. They're going to catch it all. <laughs> Wrong system. It's not even okay, the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we've been, I've been doing a bit of list building um, for it because, like, it's such a because it's a weird points value. It's eleven, eleven it points. Um, it's only one. Like, no Pathita selectors are allowed. You can only have one reinforced platoon, which my Aussies are kind of built around um, all the theatre selectors, which allow six units of, of infantry. Um, they don't, don't have any, like, real big toys that can kind of soak up some points, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's kind of been a little bit, um, a little bit annoying, but I, I finally settled on a list that I, I think I like. So basically, I, I've, I've had to drop um, my jungle engineer unit um, which is was the seven-man unit with the LMG. Um, I've added a Bren carrier. I've added uh, a, an anti-tank rifle team, and I've um, added one of the three-man scout teams, um, veteran that the the Australians can take. Um, so that gets me to actually fifteen order dice. It's healthy. It's a, it's quite quite a bit. Um, I think they'll yeah. I don't know. What do you want? 15, you say? 15. Yeah, see, I'm on 13. That says healthy. It's really healthy. Mm. It's, it's, it's actually the most ordered ice I've ever played. And I've, pl- I've played Soviet, so like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, them wrong. Weird, weird feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's in the list? 
so it's it's yeah, three units of jungle division bros, um, eight men with um with four SMGs in each. Got eight yep. eight commandos with four SMGs, um, the seven veteran Papuans, uh, the lieutenant, uh, sniper, MMG. Uh, oh, that's what. Was, that's the other thing I added an MMG. But I've got the medium mortar, the frog, and the other things I said: the brain carrier, the scouts, and the anti tank rifle. Yeah, HR, and a PR. Cool. Yeah, the PR. So that's nice. It's a, it's, it's yeah. quite a bit, man. It's yeah, you've got quite a bit in there. Um, so, so we caught up for a game today, didn't we? Well, I will run you through my list quickly because my list has changed since we spoke last. So, so this is the uh, the old partisans. This is the partisans. Ha- have a party. Yeah, the uh, Viva la Resistance, the French partisans. I'm painting for Jacob. So it's a regular second lieutenant, uh, two ten man partisan squads. Uh, basically, eight rifles, a light machine gun, NCO with a rifle. So ten men, just rifles and light machine guns. Uh, eight man guerrilla fighter squad. So they're all submachine guns. They're veterans. Uh, two. Uh, 10-man partisan squads, so six rifles, uh, four submachine guns, and then five rifles and five submachine guns, both with a Panzerfaust. Flamethrower, machine gun, medium mortar with spotter, sniper, a bazooka, a civilian car, and a looted, captured uh, Hetzer, which is inexperienced, unreliable. So, Lockie and I caught up for a game today, and I thought by turn three that I had it in the bag... So by turn three, you'd taken like three of my units and I hadn't killed a single model. And I, they were like, it was your mortar, your howitzer and your papuans. I'd literally just polished them all off the board. And I thought Dead. to myself, yeah, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting a bit of traction here. This is looking pretty good. I mean, you know, I've got things where they need to be. And uh, yeah, I think your infantry was just way too strong. I, I got unlucky with a couple of rolls, but... Yeah, dude, you absolutely you poleaxed me. Yeah, so we played Heartbreak Ridge on your desert board, um, and yep. I've kind of um, I've pushed up two units of Jungle Bros um, to back up the Pup ones who had advanced deployed um, up on on the flank, my right flank, to basically to get to your objective. Um, outflanked with the Commandos and and the Frog Standard. And I think that was just too much for you. I mean, you had quite a bit of stuff there. You had your, your Hetzer... You had um, I had a three, three units of yeah, squads, three squads and yeah. and a bazooka team. Yep, it was all like it was all there um, to you know Repel defend the objective. So you knew I was outflanking. You knew yep. I, was, I was coming on to do that. Yep, but um, I think you know I started just throwing stuff into combat, and the SMGs just kind of carried me carried me through. Oh, veterans with submachine guns. Did did it hits? Did the hits are hits? Did it? Well, the, the hits are killed my um, my howitzer. Yeah, that's true. It did. Yeah, absolutely. Needing a five. So, um, was it a five yeah, or a four? Yeah, needed a five. I, I, recalled, yeah, I recall saying that I, I, I didn't believe that you could roll a five. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rolled a five. Um, so, yeah, you lost some stuff early on. You lost your mortar pretty quickly. You lost your howitzer. And then I started chiseling off squads. And, I mean, to be fair, um, you ended up up with you, you you only had like two small squads left at the end of it to take my objective um but yeah you sort of just chiseled me off and it's i don't know man it's like i've never played the partisans before you know if i had my time over i might have maybe i maybe play that a little bit different 
Those bombs are fucking suck ass. They're absolutely <laughs> shit. Well, ass. they didn't do anything, did they? But no, so ten, it was funny. Ten one, I, I ran the Piat over um, over my home objective. So yeah. you put you put the bombs on each one of my uh, well, each one of the objectives. All three objectives. Um, and stay away. But so the Piat kind of rem- didn't it didn't trigger and it removed it, which was yep. great. Um, and then the other ones, you just it stuck around, but you didn't send anything in there to set it no. off. But even and then the home one actually, I think. Your home one, um, just went. Yeah, well. it just just did nothing. Um, I don't know. Like I hear people who say, "Oh, yeah, my bombs were fantastic. They killed two whole squads this game, and they've done nothing for me." But having said that, that's why it's game, one game. So, yeah, exactly right. So you know, once I sort of play them, and this is my first outing with the partisans. Um, there is nothing other than the Hetzer that's inexperienced in the list. Normally, with partisan lists, you see a few inexperienced rifle squads. I just don't have the models. Literally don't have the models. So uh, I'm painting up uh, an, this army for Jacob. I should have it done by the end of the weekend and then I can start basing it. Uh, but yeah, this will be the army that comes with me to Operation Bear and probably also to Stop the Hoff, which is the next VBAL event that we've got coming up in uh, August. I think you'll do well with them, man. Uh, look, I don't like, know. Uh, you played them well considering like it was your first game with them. I mean... Yeah, maybe. Like, I, it's... There's plenty of bodies, and that's yeah. you know you're good with your infantry. Like that's I said, to you I could be I could be a lot more meta, and instead of using a 148 headsaw, I could use a 156 because it's a lot smaller, it's harder to hit. But I'm I'm happy pushing around what I'm pushing around. I, I think it looks nice. Um, JL, big man, what do you what do you what do you bring into play? Well, um, I've I've got a bit of a a push on at the moment to <coughs> uh, take units to events that. I've painted but never fielded before. Um, so I've actually got a surprising number of them um, that you know I've acquired through various means that I, I just don't tend to use in games as much as I I might like. You tend to pick the favourites, don't you? Things that you know. I know how this works. I know what this will do for me. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, it's part of that is because I, I don't get to, or up until recently, I don't get to play test as much as I as I might like but we're uh, working on building a table uh, here um, which will will let us get a few more games in in a well you're heading away to Tassie next week so that yeah, would be the well, perfect yeah, time in the, the relatively I'll give you, leave you a key you can come around <laughs> oh, and, come around go. and feed the cat and <laughs> go through my sock drawer no 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 I'll <laughs> come around feed the cat and drop it off at Lachlan's yeah <laughs> 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 How about my ferret? <laughs> the angry string. <laughs> Although I have lost a French man. You've lost you down a French man? He's, he's gone. He stayed in my house for eight days. Is he days. microchipped? Did he surrender? Pardon? Is he microchipped? Lucky <laughs> surrendered him. <laughs> no, we sent him off to a fucking hostel. <laughs> he went to live on a farm <laughs> in the country. <laughs> Fruit picking. <laughs> oh, no. He was an old dog and he went to live on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> they just, but Lucky, he's really young. Get him out of here. Yeah. No, uh, so this time, um, in terms of the, the double-up spot for, for Bear, I'd ummed and ahed about it for a while, and I decided I would take two light tanks. Oh, right, yeah. okay. So I'm running a 38T and a Panzer three. <laughs> yeah, right. What's um, the 38T? Uh, 38T is a uh, light AT gun. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, the reason I sniggered is I thought it was that... Um, the two turreted MMG. Oh, the new but you be something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, no. no, no it's it's not like the T thirty 
five. No, this mm. is it's it, like it's actually got the main turret, but instead of having a turret, it's got two MMG turrets, and it's yeah, useless, no, it's, it's yeah, it's it's a light tank. Um, you know, just sounds cheap like and cheerful, but cl- close so, up Greyhound. Yeah, two two of those and a uh, triple two. So that's three light vehicles, um, two of which have um, uh, light auto cannons. Oh right, so yeah. Infantry removal. Yep. Uh, the Panzer three has a fifty millimeter, so there's some AT capacity there. Plus four. Yeah, but I want to take the eighty eight because I managed managed to squeeze it in, and still get uh, three full strength regular squads. Um, of German infantry in there with their MMG uh, LMGs, uh, mortar squad. How many guys? Twelve, I believe. That's healthy. Yeah, it's um. I didn't take the double up unit. I just there was nothing I could oh, really? kind of. Yeah, it's nothing I could kind of. I don't because I literally I'm playing pre- pretty much everything I have. Well, you you remember we we were talking last time about the double up can really be a trap for. Yeah, the unwe- the you unwearing. could just double down on your points in one. Certainly, if you like me and you and you love your tanks, um, it would be really easy to go. Oh, I, I looked at doing it because I, I recently pa- this is for my um, winter German early war army. Um, so I was consider I, I got a Panzer IV for it. So now I have summer and winter flavors of Panzer fours. And I thought oh, I'll take a four and a three, and then I went. No, I've got fuck all points left for. <laughs> Anything else, even at one thousand one hundred and eleven. You know, so I could I could dump all of my supports and mm-hmm. take a panther. Yeah, but I won't. <laughs> yeah. Any players? No. <laughs> then like Tiger. No, no, I don't get it because I'm not German. Oh, boo. Yeah. So my my thinking is, look, somebody's going to try and do that. So someone will will have a brain fart and go. I'll take two medium or heavy tanks. So I'll take a Stuart and a Stuart Satan. Yeah, but having the 88 there is just like... <laughs> just to ventilate you just them. bring them right across that line just of just sight. Just line Please, them up. Just line, line them up and I'll put one straight through the front of the one and then yeah. out the back of the last one. Yeah, I mean, it's expensive, but it's it's also a medium howitzer, so there's some... Um, it's versatile. It's also got versatile. seven men and a gun shield, but yeah. damn, it's expensive. 160 points. 170 160. with the spotter. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Wow. But when my tanks, uh, I mean, the, the triple two is, what, 90 or 100 points? How many dice are you on? Uh, 12, I think. 12, yeah. It's yeah. not unhealthy. It's not amazing, but it's not unhealthy. I mean, what, you're 15, I'm 14. Mm. So it's not bad. Yeah. But so and I think there, there was a uh, veteran engineer squad in a truck with SMGs and a flamethrower there as well. So there's, there's some punch to it, particularly if that squad is supported by uh, those three light vehicles going right up the guts. Um, and large, uh, uh, certainly as we saw, you know, it's hard to shift those um, uh, large regular squads. Small reg squads aren't such a problem, but 10-man ones get a bit difficult to, to get out of the way. Mm. Yeah, I'm hearing you. It's interesting. Uh, look, I'm, I'm keen to see how you do on the day. Uh, again, bold prediction. I think you'll do well. Uh, Locke? Well, I, I think one of the interesting things about, about this event is there will be, I gather, a lot of people that we don't see in our usual ones. And True. we don't know how they build lists or 
how they play and how they approach it. Brad has said that he is going to be unusually draconian, his words, not mine, when it comes to list submission, and he will be knocking people back if he thinks they're taking the piss. Um, I can confirm that my list has already gone in. It's been accepted. Mistake. Uh, why? I'm, I'm joking. Because <laughs> now everyone will hear <laughs> I, this I, I was, I was really looking forward to like an insight then, like you know, some sort of, no, you should do it this way. And seven, no, it's just literally just you give me shit. That's fine. No, I mean, I think your list is, is very solid um, after playing it against it today. I yeah. think it's very solid. It certainly um, isn't a resub. I don't believe it's going to get me to the top of the table. Uh, but then again, I'm not really all that fast. I mean, my I just want to try and win Best Painted again. So, so that last time, then you walked away with first? I just, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When I don't it, care anyway. When, when, it, when it came down to it, when it came down to it and he said, oh, you guys are actually drawn... I very nearly looked at him and said, take first place away, just give me best painter. That's what I fucking want. <laughs> just give best, give first to Lockie, give second to JL and give third to someone else and I'll just go home with best painter. I will be happy with that. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I'm focused on is trying to get best painted. So it's the well, They're almost done, aren't they? And you just got to base them. Uh, I've got to base them. I've got about, I think, what have I got? Nine, 18. I've got about 20 more guys that have already been blocked and highlighted, uh, blocked and washed. It's going to do highlights and then, yeah, then I start basing them and then, yeah, I'm kind of nearly done. It's been really quick though. And, and th- like I say, the, the other curious thing about this is there will be a lot of dark horses in that field because there'll be there armies really we haven't seen. Well, this is it. I mean, the guy who won uh, Brad's last event was Muddy and Muddy turns out for like one or two events a year mm. uh, and he won with Polish Lancers. I thought, I thought I'd given it a really good showing. I thought that army would have got me over the line for Brad's event. It got me over the line at uh, Gref, which I was very, I was very happy with. Um, but yeah, people, people like horses. They, oh. they, they, they like Jail's horses and they like Muddy's horses. Have little, some fucking it is, horses. It's horses, right? <laughs> Sod it! I'm the fucking partisan, so I can take partisan cavalry. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna there do that. Go. Yeah. that. Yeah, automatic win. Automatic <laughs> win, <with> best <laughs> that, That's why I, I don't think I will be in the running with this because everyone has seen so many whitewashed snow winter German armies yeah, it's not, would. not You've got to do something. Anymore. you would have to the way you would have to do it is your infantry is not going to win you that competition you would have to like your your support options would have to be stand out enough to really theme the army together yep. like you'd have to have guys you know shin deep, knee deep in snow and you know they've got yeah, you, you would really have to do the nines, which I believe you can do. I just don't believe you have the I, time. I don't have time to do it for this yeah. one. Um, you know, and I, I'm not too fussed about that because this army is one that it's still a work in progress. Yeah. You know, um, it'll it takes a while to get up to that point. See, I've got Jacob's uh, partisans, and I'm I'm coming to the tail end of those, and then I've got Ron's Waffen SS, and I'm just wondering whether I take a break in between doing Jacob stuff and Ron stuff and do something for myself. And I paint the L- I paint the LRDG. But I've also got the Russians sitting there. And I've also, I was looking at my, my uh, Airborne, my British Airborne this morning, and I thought to myself, I could strip those in an afternoon and then get working on those again. So, I don't know, I've just got too much shit on at the moment. But I think the, my Airborne would look pretty good once it was done. Um... Mm. But again, will it be enough to win Best Painted? Probably not. Lee, I think Lee Avery has kind of ruined British Paris and Best Painted in Melbourne because his shit just looks great and uh, they come to a lot of events so people are a little bit desensitised to them. 
His shit does look fantastic, though. You just have to pick a, a sweet minor army that uh, no one ever plays. Lady Gag. Or, um... Lady Gag's not a minor m- nation. It's not a minor nation, but it is a minor force, if yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I, I mean, I think people will confuse it. We, we've seen a lot of um, uh, Brad's Auto Sahariana. Yeah, true. And they the look very similar. Um, yeah. It's a similar sort of army composition. Well, I think the good thing about this one is uh, it's... Oh, crikey, hang on. Stood on that. Pull that out. Uh, the good thing about the LODG is it's actually going to, because of the Chevy trucks, I've got, I think, two Chevy trucks. I've got like uh, another truck coming. Are you going to chase people with it? Oh, yeah, I am. Um, also, the prize that I took home from um, Badgercom was I got actually got two Opal Blitz trucks. And I actually found that I've actually got another one sitting at home. So I think that my LODG are going to get a looted Opal Blitz. I, I took that book home and man, it is the most inappropriate book for the style of painting that we all do. Oh, really? Oh, because it's, it's for infinity. So it's this ultra lurid. Um, when, when you showed me the front of that, I'm like, that looks, that looks great. But really, this doesn't look like something that would help us out at all. No, it's, it's really not that, that useful. But I, I had hoped that I hadn't realized that that was something that was uh, only infinity models. Oh, in there i hadn't right. quite twigged to the fact that uh he's sort of from that design studio yeah, so fair i enough. thought there would be a scattering of other stuff in there and there was not there was not what did I you mean, it's interesting it's it's an interesting technique that he uses it's very much um airbrush reliant yeah um, you can tell that by looking at the cover it looks really good yeah what did you take home Locke? Oh, I got the uh, the French book. Oh, that's right. Yeah, French, French and the Allies or whatever. So yeah, I'll be using. I mean, I needed that for um, for my Foreign Legion, Vichy Foreign Legion. So um, lovely. I was, you know, I was happy with that. Selling the Russians soon. I am. Yeah, I need to um, be able to f- fund. Need to, need to raise those hobby dollars. I do. I need to be able to fund up. them. Fund the, fund the Russians. Fund the. Oh no, sorry. Fund the French. Fun that Age of Sigmas, <laughs> um, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, look, I, I look forward to seeing what your French looks like. But yeah, I think that um, I don't know. It'll either be Russians or I uh, probably British. I'll probably try and get my British redone at some stage soon. So that'll be the next thing that I do. My so. my next thing is the uh, the Soviet list. So I've got pretty oh, see, much. If all you're the doing Soviets, I'm not going to do Soviets as well. Well, I've got all the models stuff. sitting there. You've seen the tanks. They they look good. Um, and after that, I'm I'm thinking I'm actually going to take a break from doing my own stuff and see if I can pick up some commission work from no, so just stealing bread out of my son's mouth. Yep, that's that's Prick. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> takes best painted away from me. Now he's taking my taking my work. No, you are welcome to it, sir. Yeah. Um, just just for the sake of doing something that that I'm not personally invested in that I'm way, uh, and maybe work on something that snaps me out of some of my the habits that I've got at the moment because I'm getting input from someone else saying Word. I want it done this way you know uh, base it with this kind of base and blah 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 yeah that sounds good man look I'm, I'm keen to see what uh, what it looks like when you come out with it so um, you know when like you know, when you when you pick up your commissions I like your painting style so it's it's always good to see you do different things and Hopefully, if you can pick up some uh, some commissions, maybe you'll do stuff that you know the sort of stuff that you don't always do. Yeah, d- d- I'd really love to do an army that I wouldn't have painted for myself. I mean, I could see why someone would say, 
yeah, do, do me do me an SS Army because yeah, I've seen you've done yours, that. but yeah. I, I would act, honestly actually favour something completely out of left field. What about a Desert Army? Have you ever done yeah, that? that's that that's something I'd I'd like to do. Or a Jungle Army, Jungle Army. Yeah, I think you'd be pretty yeah, good at that. Desert Jungle. Um, I'd love to do a Camel Cavalry. Uh, Camelry. Tower, yeah, Camelry. Um, tower egg sort of thing with the blue, blue oh, veil. That'd be so and, nice and stuff. That'd be really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lockie, when are you? Uh, when are the, when are the French arriving, mate? I've got a bu- I've got thirty foreign legend bros sitting on my desk, r- wa- waiting for some paint. I needed um, I need to figure out which um, which primer I'm going to use. Um, it's uh, just but, white. Just white, yeah. I prime them white. This is for the foreign legend. Foreign legend, yeah. Um, man, bring them around here. We'll run run the um, dark yellow primer through the airbrush. Mm. You'll get a really nice, smooth, even coat, and any kind of khaki or brown that you build up on that. Because um, I've got to prime like shit, sixty or seventy Soviet bros oh, really? like that. <laughs> yeah. Adding a couple more to the assembly line, yeah, yeah it might isn't going to hurt. Well, that's the other thing. I've got my Soviets sitting in a drawer, primed and assembled. I looked at them the other day. I'm like, uh, it would take me a while, but shit, I could paint this. I could actually paint a Soviet army and have it done and finished and good mm-hmm. to go. So I don't know. I might you could paint it and sell it. Thought about it because I've got. Oh, we don't need. We don't want to see any more Soviet armies on the. Well, this one would actually have like a shitload of tanks and it'd have two trucks. I think the only thing I'm really missing from that is a Katusha. Maybe I'll have to contact Rupert. Dogs. Dogs. Do you like no, dogs? no, no, it's good. No, do you like dogs? Do you like dogs? Do you like dogs? Yeah, I like dogs. I like caravans better. No, what you need to do is get one of those dog teams to blow up your mule. I've got two of them. I've got two. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I must blow up a mule with the dog. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to see you blow up a mule with a Goliath. <laughs> That'd be a good look. Somebody was, um, I think it was Nick Beatty was asking about uh, Goliaths on the, on the Facebook chat. Just the other day, and I think Patch kind of chimed in and said, "Take it because they're fun as hell," and I agree with it. I mean, they're not an effective use of your points, <laughs> but if you roll out of a Goliath, I mean, that's just that's just fucking cool. Yeah, but what are they like? Thirty points? I think they're a bit more than that. Yeah, yeah, but they've got it's. I think they've got a limited range. You can't hit any. Like, you need to be able to hit your target. If you hit your target, it's gravy. It is fucking gravy, sir. Mm-hmm. But you need like a five or a six, and if you don't do that, it just goes to nothing. And I was saying to Nick, I'm like, it would be nice if they could have some sort of salvage rule. Like, say that it doesn't do anything, you have to get up to it and then you can actually like, you know, try and fix it and repair it and get it deployed again. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd make it difficult. But yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I, they're, they're cool as hell. And I think when I finally do get around to doing my Germans, they will definitely have a, a Goliath in there somewhere. Have you got one? No, no, I haven't. How do you not have a Goliath? Um, because I thought it was a fucking silly unit. Yeah, of course it is, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't mean you shouldn't have one. No, well, you know, when when you start out, you're you're a bit focused on learning the tools that actually no. win games. No, and then dude. When eventually I was, you go. When I started, I, I know like, the solid the cool shit? shit. Now I can start throwing in some sneaky cheese and silly shit <laughs> in there as well because I know what what I need to rely on. Um. So yeah, I I honestly never. Never bought one, never took one because I thought I'm playing against people that know this game much better than uh, me. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I, it's, I guess the I guess the like the the small communities that we are part of dictate maybe some of the the purchase choices. Uh, because I I started out, I played Garrett solidly 
two or three times a week mm. for a year. And a lot of my, a lot of the, the things that I purchased and things that I bought were in direct relation to what he was throwing at me. Like he throws a he throws a puma at me. No worries. How do I counter that? Okay, if I get a greyhound, that is kind of the same. It's an armored car. It does this. It does that. You know, um, yeah. It was all about sort of you know creating lists that would then counter what he was trying to throw at me. And yeah, so I guess it's your little community, your little meta that kind of dictate you know what it is that you take and what you don't take. Mm. Um, boys, what say we hit a break? Uh, I need a drink of water. I've got yep. to be honest. And then when we come back, we're going to have a quick chat about uh, dice caps. Uh, and then we'll do an event wrap-up and then we'll call it a night. What say you, Lucky? Yeah, that sounds good, man. Let's do it. Awesome. All right, we're back after this. Knights of Dice is a Melbourne-based company specialising in laser-cut MDF scenery, custom foam inserts for transport cases, custom gaming tokens, and much, much more. For bolt-action players, the Letters Home range offers amazing quality and be combined with their more basic shells from the Tabula Rasa range to build a spectacular table for a very reasonable outlay. Available from retailers around Australia or direct from their website at www.knightsofdice.com or make a time to visit their amazing studio in Melbourne and have a chat with Viv and the lads. And welcome back to the Bacon Burgers. Um, so we've uh, there's been a bit, little bit of discussion on on the Facebook pages and stuff like that about um, possible dice caps um, in in events, which basically means uh, you'd you'd have a range of uh, dice, I guess, that you'd be able to put on. So maybe a minimum and a maximum amount of dice. What do you guys think? Look, we here at the Bacon Burgers, we have our we have our ears to the ground. Okay, we are listening constantly. We are silent sentinels, watchful protectors. Uh, you know, always, always on the lookout for any sort of, uh, you know, sort of rumblings in the community. Scuttlebutt coming Scuttlebutt. through. Thank you very much. That's a great word. Um, yeah, this is one that I picked up on a little while ago. Somebody brought up the whole idea of like, you know, uh, events or tournaments and dice caps. Um, now, Personally, I feel that dice caps are—it's antiquated. It's not required in in any stretch of the imagination. I think that what you need to do is your TO, as a TO, you need to be aware of you know what your community's like, um, how they operate, you know how you do how different players kind of you know handle their business, um, and yeah, I I don't know. I'm I I'm not entirely certain if this if this argument has any has any legs, JL. Well, um, as as we were saying, I I take the position of it being far be it for me to tell anybody how to build their army or how to have fun with the the little men. You know, that's that's up to them. Um, there is one angle that I would say it has a place, and that that is in themed events. So something like we did with Operation Heavy, where we were wanting to try and encourage the biggest the baddest the 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 nastiest heavy tanks that you can bring putting a dice cap into something like that might go some way to 
uh, prevent somebody saying, oh, I'm going to win this by breaking that meta and bringing a 24 dice yeah, thing to an environment where we're trying to get you to put all of that those points into a heavy tank. Yeah. You know, so in themed events, there's a place in a in a all comers list. I I don't necessarily feel that there is, as long as the per, as long as the person bringing that um, dice heavy unit uh, that dice heavy army can get through their games. Yeah. And that it doesn't bog down, and their opponent isn't going well. I I had that, but we only got up to turn three because it took so long to move all that shit and to. So, but how do get you relegate it? that? Because obviously, you find out if you've gotten through the games or whatever by the end of the tournament, and so like if if the TO is getting you know get sent a list that's let's say twenty dice, like that's that's a lot of dice, right? A, thou- a thousand points. Um, that's a lot. So as a TO, if I'd received that list, the first thing I'm going to look at is like, who 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 sent me that list? Which doesn't matter. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it does. Um, because I know. So you'd I, let you let you'd obviously let me have a twenty dice list, but you wouldn't let uh, someone you like dislike. It's got nothing uh, to do with <laughs> it, whether like or dislike. Um, if I, Anthony, Anthony is a prime example, or my brother Rob is another prime example. Yeah, your mates. If, <laughs> If one of those guys submitted a twenty order dice list, and you've got to remember the guy like twenty order dice is not an auto win. Um, in maximum attrition, it's it's a fucking liability. Um, but if Rob or Amph decided to submit a twenty order dice list, I would allow it. Because at the end of the day, I know that those guys they know their armies, they know how they work, they know what they're gonna do with them, and I'm not gonna have any problems with them. If a new guy, and I'm only gonna I'm only gonna say this because the guy tried to put a seventeen order dice list in for Griff. If Ivan's going to come along and ask to put in a 17 order dice list, and I know that he's a new player who's trying to understand the mechanics, I'm going to say no, and I'm going to put a caveat in there to him. So look, I'm knocking this back, not because it's cheesy, but because I'm 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 worried that you won't finish games. You should focus on bringing your order dice cap down a little, or not cap, but bring your order dice number now. Uh, focus on bringing your order dice number down to a manageable level for a new player and then hitting it from there. But yeah, so yeah. it's it's not a it's not absolutely no. In fact, it's yeah, fine, but just not right now, not until you've yeah. got maybe a few more games under your under your belt. Play some social games. And and the the other difficulty with that is that we don't really in the way that we construct um, the win-lose draw criteria and that's just yeah. partially a game design thing there's not really a lot of mechanics in place to decide who has won a game that is timed out before turn six yeah exactly um, right. unless we go unless we bring something in that goes if your game hasn't finished kill points yeah that's true that's true um it's for a little while now you know like we've been having conversations as to how we get people to speed up and finish games um, you know, to to bring this back to the original question, I don't think that, I don't think that order dice caps are the answer to that question at all. Um, you know, I've heard all kinds of things. Look, I personally, I believe that uh, if you are habitually or systematically not finishing games, and it is a constant thing, then you know you need to start being docked tournament points. But mm-hmm. that's a that's that's a discussion for another time. It it is. I mean, and there are different. Game systems have mechanics in place to, to handle that. That yeah, yeah, you can you can almost be 
penalized for it because it goes to kill points if you haven't if you've bogged down um and you're bogging down because of having to move a lot of units and just dilly-dallying around yeah. with that stuff if it goes to kill points it will almost ex- inevitably oh, go against it'll you it'll murder you yeah because yeah. if you've bought a 20 ordered dice list to a to a 1000 point game you can guarantee that every single one of those 20 ordered dice there's going to be nothing hard in there it's all going to be squishy mm-hmm. it's all going to be stuff that you can wipe off the board like you know jam off a chopping block like it's just there's just there's just nothing in there that's going to stick around um well, that that raises the question then. In in the events that we we see and we we go to, how often do we see a, a really big spread between games that finish really early and ones that go right down to gentlemen five minutes left? Um, what what do you, what do you guys think about that? Well, I think most games do go down to go to time, but like you know, closer time. Apart from yeah. from Tristan's games. I generally finish my games pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah. but most most players will. Um, it doesn't take I me see. that long to be curb stomped. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Now I think most games go down to time, um, because you. I mean, if you know you've got the time, you're going to use it. In terms of like, there's a lot of decision making you have to make, particularly around turns three and four. Yeah. Um. So most people will use that time, I think. But, yeah, I mean. I don't know about the dice cap as well as you guys. Like, I think as soon as you put in hard restrictions, people might start shooting for those restrictions. So, say if you put a cap of eighteen dice, people start might start putting cheaper units in to, to um, get them up to eighteen. To, to get them up to eighteen. See, the the number that I keep hearing was twelve. Is that we should have an order dice cap? Twelve is 12. a standard amount yeah, of dice for is. a thousand points. That's well, I, I, I that's, that's thought... ridiculous. That's how no, many dice you get ten, in a packet. The, the, the standard thing is one dice per one, 100, 100 points. points. Um, and even w- with the lists that I build, uh, I'm only getting to that with transports. Yeah, um, see, I'm, I'm yeah. a little bit different. Like uh, I can... We, we've, we, we've all heard the horrible stories about my 23 order dice American list. Um, you know, I was able to do a 23 order dice inexperienced American list. Um it's it, it depends on how you how you choose to build it. You do tend to go for vet heavy forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you generally put like a large tank in there. It's a couple of trucks. It's an artillery piece. Your lists. I'm not going to say they all look the same, but they all do look a the, little the, bit. There's a pattern. There pattern is a pattern. Yeah, 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 and I'm the same. I do yeah, the yeah. same pattern. If you look at all of my American airborne lists mm-hmm. going back to Moab last year, um, yeah, there is a pattern there. There is a pattern of like I know what works. I know what I take in order to get me through my games quickly. Yep. And that is exactly how I and, do and it. Co- consequently, there's a, there's a way that games tend to play out, which is um, I know what's going to happen by, by turn three. Yeah. Either it's gotten right in there and done the business or I'm playing defensively for the last couple of turns and just holding on and, and hoping for, for a draw. Exactly know. right. Exactly right. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, it's I think that when it comes to... I, I heard it. I heard a story and unconfirmed, but basically the story goes that the game designer Alessio was playing a game and he rolled up. I think he had a twelve order dice American list, which was very vanilla, and somebody had rolled up against him with a Russian list that had a lot more dice, and he proceeded to get smashed up and down the table. Which I imagine for a game designer, if you're getting smashed in your own system, is not great. 
and there was this thing, there was this big push that there was meant to be an order dice cap and yada, yada, yada. I think that having a dice cap of 12 dice at a thousand points, you are shoehorning people into specific types of forces. Veteran heavy forces with a tank, a couple of, you know, two or three support options, an artillery piece, a truck, and that's it. And if you put order dice caps in and you make them as low as 12 dice for say a thousand points, you're going to start to see everyone sort of brings the same shit and what's the point of that like that's if somebody can finish games and they want to rock up with you know 20 dice fucking let them I mean yeah look if somebody rolled up with like say 30 dice to a thousand point game I'm not sure you can actually fit that but it sounds like a challenge though doesn't it (laughs) but the point I'm trying to make is like it's okay if you want to do that do it by all means but you have better be prepared to fucking move to get your games done well and and the other element that that comes into play with some of that stuff. I wouldn't allow is, that, by the way. If I was no. a TO and I saw 30 dice, I wouldn't, it would just be a flat number. Oh, so we got a cap. Here we go. <laughs> we got a cap, boys. We did it. You give well, it a try. Give I mean, it a try. It's also a question of, is this fun to play against? You know, um, well, so I think that should be in your I mind. I think it about, would be because it would just be like, dead, bang, dead, bang, dead, bang. Like, mm. it would just be point, point and click. Because yeah. there was, you just wouldn't be able to put up with anything. But right? I mean, you, you you remember the the sort of green tide orc lists, whether whether it be in in forty um, k or in uh, um, fantasy fantasy, that that can be not very much fun just to watch this this sort of wave. Come, so many, come just over pushing you. so many models across. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some well, you said but you said before, like you don't want to tell anyone how to how to play or you know like how to have fun. I guess. Yeah, but it's but it's a thing about self regulation yeah. that. I, th- I would always think about, is this army going to be horrible for somebody on the other side of the table to sit there and watch me just ruffle stomp them? I think, yeah, I think the question is, comes down to, um, now we, we were talking about it before in terms of uh, Ruben's six dice list, right? Which was yeah. like, that's a, that's silly, that's right? That's the extreme opposite. That, that's, that's a bit dumb. Or even... Um, our, dumb, our friend, just, our friend, our friend Nick Beatty's seven seven dice list with King, his King Tiger. The King Tiger list, yeah, yeah. Um, now, so obviously, we know that having more dice is better than having less dice. Certainly. So, does it come to a point where it is in? It, it's not as efficient to take more dice. What do you reckon? I I would say no, but the the mechanics and the point points system really disadvantage certain armies. And I think, obviously, the late war Germans is a case in point. To actually get and play with the cool shit, um, you really can't do it unless you're at... Certainly not at a 1,000 points. Um, If we were playing larger games, I would maybe be... um, Of a different opinion? Yeah. 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 At 1,500 points, I would be more lenient about either going, yeah, you can take larger dice dice cap or yeah you get your your big cool shit but yeah. trying to balance um thematics that yeah you, your list historical list might have been based around um a king tiger or even even panthers and tigers yeah. um oh a thousand points is a, a kind of awkward middle ground there in some respects yeah you know? it is it's 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 you're giving the you're giving your player just enough rope to hang themselves but not enough to, you know, hang the next, you know, the person next to them. Um, I think Damo and I once played a game that we played it to uh, 2,500 points um, on a Stalingrad board, and we threw models at each other, and that was like an ins- like the dice bag, you know, the green dice bag that I have could barely fit all the dice that we had in there because he had Russians, I had 
fins. And we were just taking crazy shit just to just to bog points out. But you know, at some point you kind of have to realize it's like this is just this is unmanageable. But I think that for the moment, I mean, like what's our what's our tournament range? A tournament? What's our event range of points? It's seven fifty to twelve fifty. We generally don't go higher than that. I think uh, Robin Robin went to I think Robin went to fifteen hundred for de-escalation last year for uh, general winter. Uh, incidentally, uh, an event that JL won. Well done, congrats. Bring him down. Um, but yeah, generally we don't see. I think de-escalation and escalation events, we kind of see a little bit of, you know, something more than 1,000 to 1,250. You know, maybe we can sneak up a bit higher. But, but Wintercon, they're playing f- um, one of their tiers is 500 points. That's That, oh, that, that seems un- see, almost I've, unworkable, doesn't it? No, I've played 500 points. They're quick games. Yeah, but like, is it an interesting game? Sometimes. <laughs> it depends on what you say. And if you don't put a dice cap on it, I mean, it does hand, in my opinion, load... Low dice numbers do award. Uh, they reward Russian players because you get that free rifle squad. So I think they've limited it. So like you can take your free unit, but you can't yeah. you can't take extra guys. So you get your five man unit or whatever. I mean, so think about this as a, as a scenario, right? So it when when you're within the bell curve of that, the 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 spread between you and your opponent's dice. Uh, dice bag is maybe three or four units on on each other each side. Yeah, that's that's okay. That's quite workable. It gets the to the extremes of either end. One army can sit there and go, "Oh, I've pulled one of mine down, down, yep. down," yeah, yeah, and yeah. it forces your opponent to activate all of their units, and you still have enough to go. I've made you waste your entire turn, and now I can react. Yeah. To you without any repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, I can react. I, yeah, I can do this with impunity. Yeah. And yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. Um, I remember a few years ago, uh, BadgerCon, I think it was not last year, but the year before. So 2016. Uh, BadgerCon was going to run and they were going to run Escalation and the starting points limit was 300 points. Like, you want to talk about unworkable? That's unworkable. I, I, Robin and I played a 300 point game uh, we played on a four by four, and it was still a, it was a fucking dull game. Mm. But yeah, five hundred points. That's yeah, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's not what I would want. This is why I'm not going to Wintercon. I'm just it's the it doesn't really the points value doesn't really interest me. But it is what it is. Um, but I mean, look, I, I'll give it to you this: like the five hundred point game, that will be a fast game. Like that'll be they'll get that over with pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I hear that um, Patch is taking uh, an eighty eight. <laughs> Well, here's the cool thing is like whatever is in your 500-point list has to be in your 1,000-point list and then mm. also has to be in your 1250 list. No, so, that's super reasonable. Well, I don't know how Patch has got, got a fucking Flak 88 into a 500-point list. Well, I was like, Flak 88, two squads of Volkstrom and, a, and, a, and an LT, there's your list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's I, it. Th- the other thing that, that occurs to me about about this, we're, we're talking about this really on a in-game points limit stuff Let, let's maybe look at this from another point of view uh just in terms of the actual dollar cost yeah of this that um uh, if we allow it to go to the stage where you know you're getting an, a big advantage by just throwing so many bodies at it um in an environment where we're trying to build up the community and and uh get people bringing armies you know the way that that 
tends to work because of the relationship between the number of figures and their in-game points is that veterans are an easy buy, easier buy-in. Oh, yeah. You know, so do we want to disadvantage... Why paint 20 models when I only need to paint 10? Exactly. Do, yeah. we, do we want to, like, give somebody the smackdown by going, oh, I, I've, I'm just dipping my toe into this waters by bringing, you know, a, a very small army that I've, I've painted up and I don't know if I really want to invest in this. And here's my three boxes here's of Russians. Here's my, you know, 100 Russians yeah. into coming, it. Coming at you, bro. Yeah. So, you know, much as I don't like to tell people how to have fun, there's another element to this about how does your opponent feel but and it is sounds that going like to be a fun game? It sounds like you're not so much an advocate for dice caps. You're more of an advocate of uh, community self-regulation. Self-regulation, yeah. absolutely. And we're good at that. Yeah. I don't believe I don't believe that we have any inherent problems within our community, where we have players who consistently violate that. It's like an unspoken code, code of conduct where we just sort of go, "Don't take the shit. Give your opponent a good game, and you know we'll have a bit of fun afterwards." You know, we like, we have that now because it's it's small. Events are small. We know each other. Our events small. They're getting big. They get well. <laughs> yeah, that's they're getting the thing. fucking they're, big. They get they're getting bigger. So. The ability for that self-regulation as people come in who might not be listening to something like this or not reading our Facebook groups, not uh, being aware of the context in which we, we run this, um, the bigger something gets, the harder it is to police it by yeah, a moderate it. sort of community norm. Yeah, but we have a good foundation to build on, don't we? Yeah. We have a fantastic community where we have, you know, good, uh, you know, good people who sort of, you know, uh, you know who don't take the piss, who are, you know, they're good, they're good dudes, they're good to look, you know, look up to and, you know, good to talk with. And therefore we have this, we have a, you know, a foundation, a solid, strong foundation of people who don't list like that. And, you know, you see it with new players all the time where they'll come in and they'll take this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And then, you know, you kind of have to sort of say, listen, uh, I understand you maybe come from a different system and that's, that's fine. We're happy to have you. We truly, truly are. But we're not like, 40k were not like you know any other any, any other games that sort of come with that reputation where you know dude it's just it's you know i had a new player i was talking to a new player the other day a guy i'm trying to bring in and the first thing he started looking through he's like oh wow i found the half track with four flamethrowers on it can i take that and i said yeah yeah you can but you don't need to like it's it you need to calm down like just don't be that guy because it's all about making sure your opponent has a good time as well as you. And everyone likes, look, I mean, everyone likes fucking flaming people off the board, don't they? Don't they, frog boy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're having barbecue tonight. Yeah, barbecued fucking partisans. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think I told you that story about, you know, I, I used to play 40K with my, my younger brother. Uh, he's sort of left the miniatures hobby, sadly, um, mostly because he used to play with all my shit, and now I'm living on the other side of town. And Fair enough. Whatever, but um, I was trying to explain some of the mechanics of bolt action to him, and immediately the first thing was, how can I break it? How can yeah, I find yeah. the the meta unit that will um, stack the breakage on top of each other? The thing and is, there's plenty of units within bolt action that you can do that with, but go and find me the TO who'll let you run it at an event. Uh, that's that's the real trick, because I I mean I won't let you run it. Lockie's a TO, he won't let you run it. JL, you're talking about running events now. You won't let people run that. No. Uh, the next person to run an event in Melbourne, that's not Brad. And Brad will never let you run that. Uh, Lee Avery won't let you run it. So you're kind of shit out of luck down here in Melbourne because well, you have TOs 
who are you know veterans of this scene. I'm going on like five years. Lockie, you're on four. You're Jail, you're on five About as well. Five like now, yeah. Yeah, Brad's six or seven. Lee is six, I think, five to six. Mm-hmm. We've we've been here for a while. We know what works and what doesn't. We know what combinations work mm-hmm. and what don't. And if something comes along and it's out of left field, we also have a lot of friends that you know who 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 are, who are part of different communities and different metas, where we can say, "What do you think of this?" But we we get around to a, an, another kind of cascading argument from that about. If, the, if that's not intended to be used or used in that way, why is it in the book pointed at that yeah. way in the first place? Because then you get the counter-argument of going, no, you're just telling me that I, I can't do things in the way that's legal in the book because yeah, well, you don't like it. But yeah. we, we all know that there's a lot of things that aren't cossed properly at oh, all. Yeah. You know, like yeah, we, we know that because we play a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's uh, it's yeah. We you know there are things within the book that are just horrendous, but it also swings the other way. There's other things. There's things in the book that are just nigh on useless. I mean, we were talking about the Goliath today. Yeah, it's <laughs> completely fucking useless. How often do you see them? You just don't. Yeah, how often do you see a man pack flamethrower? Well, you mm. see that all the fucking time. But Think a Goliath in a built-up urban table where you can just oh, drive it into somebody's in a, yeah, building, building and blow it up. He Garrett did that to me once. I'm like, what's, <laughs> what, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's a Goliath. I'm like, well, what does it do? He's like, ah, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many squads you got in that building now? Oh, I, oh, I, got, I got a five-man squad in the downstairs, I got a seven-man squad upstairs, and there's a sniper in the attic. Brilliant. Number five <laughs> came alive. <laughs> I think you fucking rolled a that six. Little robot thing. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Five, yeah. Well Johnny done. Five yes, is alive. Yes. Uh, the vacant look on your, your 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 face just tells me everything I need to know, Lockie. There's no way you've seen Short Circuit. Never even heard of it, mate. Have you seen The Goonies? No. Oh, Jesus. Gee, we know, watched right? that ticket. We were playing Bolt Action the other day and The Goonies was on How TV. How good was it? I was like, when, when I was 12 and I imagined what being a grown-up was like, yeah. I was like, this is it. This is, yeah, this is exactly right. Um, I've, watched, I've watched Clerks. You have watched Clerks. I was very proud of you. Um, I think that for... No, what's it? well, it's Mole Rats is the sequel or whatever, right? Yeah, well, Night Before Brad's event, I reckon you come stay over and we'll watch Mole Rats. Yeah, sounds good. Stay at my place and we'll uh, we'll drive in the next morning. We'll cuddle and... Hell yeah. I had a good cuddle with you last time. <laughs> Bendigo Spoon was really up. good. It was mm, like yeah. a fucking little, little bacon burger sandwich going on. It was cold. Wait, it's fucking... It's a bit, a bit chilly tonight, isn't it, boys? Yeah, it's Melbourne's very windy. Really turn the, turn the Three dog night. Am I taking you to the train station after this? Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I know, right? Um, all right. So, so, yeah, so we've got a few um, shout-outs to do tonight, don't we? Yeah, we're just going to wrap up. So dice caps, I'm not in favor of them. I don't think they're required. I think that you don't need dice caps. You need community moderation. Is that right? Moderation? Self-moderation. Self-moderation. You're not, yes. allowed, to, you're not allowed to take 30, 30 dice. 30 dice. That's, 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 that's Tristan's hard cap. Yeah. <laughs> 29 um, is fine. That's it. I'm going to make a 29 fucking dice list. Good luck. You don't have enough models to Mules. run into. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him a, a, a pack of animals. You can do that. You can do that. No, just... no, no. You know what? If you want to run 29 mules, I've got no issues because that's a single unit and I know exactly what it's doing. It's running straight forward. All right? That's fine. Um, all right. So, yeah, we just some... Uh, well, not so much shout-outs. We're going to do a bit of a community roundup. Now... Uh, Daibi uh, contacted us in regards to a D-Day event that's being run at the Ogre's Den in Orangevale in uh, Northern California. That sounds very picturesque. Orangevale. 
Unfortunately, I don't know whether this is going to be mixed and released in time to actually sort of spruik it. So uh, better luck next time. <laughs> we have Downfall uh, being run at Game Time Minis in Milford, Ohio. Ohio! Uh, 23rd of June, and that is a uh, de-escalation, 1250, 1750, uh, being run by uh, Tom Schumacher, well on Tommy. Uh, quite a few people going to that one, I think. I think it should be a really good event. Um, big Bobby Lambert. Rob Lambert got in contact with us. We miss you, Rob. Uh, Operation Spring Offensive. It's uh, 1250 points, four games. Oh, it's going to be a long day. Like... Battles in the North. Did you say 1250 points? 1250. Four, four games. games. Oh, Whoa. Fuck, I love this you. is where the dice cap thing about bring your King Tiger to this one. <laughs> yeah. Bring, your, bring, bring your King Tiger Zug. <laughs> You're going to be there all fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, I mean, good luck. 1250 at four games. That's, I don't project, I don't, uh, I don't uh, currently possess the uh, mental fortitude to kind of get through that uh, but if you want more information on that one please head excuse me I've got a water making me burp uh, to the Bolt Action Townsville Facebook page now Akhtar Giraffe is running Operation Sudlicht is that how you pronounce that? Sudlicht so, what does that mean? Uh, Southern Lights so, oh there you go on the 11th of August it is happening at the Nixon Street Primary School uh, so make sure you've got your working with children's check uh, down in Devonport in Tasmania <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I'm not going to even go there I was right. going to make a joke as well I was like oh, maybe if you've you know, got some sort of charge you maybe you should give this one a miss but I'm sure there's nobody like that down there let's say bring your Durlawanger Brigade yeah uh, it's a thousand points so uh, I reckon that will be an absolute blast um, if anything is going to be said that's going to be true about that event is the terrain will be off its tits because it's being run by the Berwicks. Um, the last one that we're going to touch on is uh, Stop the Hoff. Now, Stop the Hoff is the next VBAL event. Um, it is running on the 25th of August at the Auburn Bowls Club, which is Monroe Street, Hawthorne. Now, this is a bit of a strange one. It's being run by Lee Avery, first time TO for Bowls action. Is Players are to turn in an 800, 1000 and 1200 point list but it is not escalation. You will be paired up depending on how well you do. So players who get through their games quickly and are, you know have really good results, you guys get to play with the big toys. If you are maybe dragging your feet a little bit and you got touched up inappropriately by JL's horses, then you're going to have to go and play on 800 points. But Lee is putting on a 24-player hard cap um, it is a themed event. Uh, we are providing lunch for this one. So barbecue lunch. Uh, so getting quick on that one. I know that all the bake. Oh, no, Lockie's not going to be there. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually double booked myself. Um, not anymore. You are coming to the Hoff. You're not going to come and no, barbecue no. mule with Yeah, come with on, me. mate. Come and barbecue no, mule. No, what I'm doing is I'm doing... Um, we're doing a road trip up to Wollongong, which is all the um, the old guys who used to play, you know, Warhammer and stuff. We're all having a massive, like, piss-up, basically. Playing a bunch That's of dice. Enough. Having the Liars Dice National Championships. Great yep. game, by the way. What is it? Liars Dice. What's that? Oh, we need to play it sometime. Done. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, so, yeah, Stop the Hoff is, as far as I understand, Lee has gotten his hands on a Flames of War campaign 
style. Summer Summer of forty four. So is that, have you been speaking to him? Uh, I've I've read the the players pack uh, and, okay. and looked looked over it. So it is it is summer of forty four. Yeah, um, he's looking for 12, have, 12 German players. Yep, and then I think six British and American and the six mm-hmm. German. Ah, uh, six uh, Russian. Sorry. Yeah. So, so it is the big four. What what you have um, on the German? I think you have to nominate whether you are Eastern or Western Front. Um, Western Allies, you are playing playing um, Bridge Too Far, Arnhem, Market Garden, Market Garden stuff. Uh, on the Eastern Front, you're playing Bagration, um, and uh, I think that they, and I would strongly encourage anyone that wants to come, theme those lists. The the more themey yeah, this is, the more effective it will he's be. He's letting people use theatre selectors. Yep. So Lee's, look, I, I mean, don't take the piss, guys. Don't jump straight on CeeLo Heights or Stalingrad. But, you know, have a look and see what you want to take. Um, I myself will either take the 101st Airborne, despite the fact that I wanted to maybe retire them permanently, but it seems it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I've been thinking of running the um, uh, SS Recce Platoon out of the Market Garden book. Run around Americans. How about you run Americans? Hang on, hang on, hang on. How about you run 101st and I run the SS? I'll run Germans. I've never run Germans before. You run Americans, I'll run Germans. No, that would or be swap interesting. Armies. Well, I may have a Soviet army ready to go by then as well. Oh, I, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will not. We could both play Germans, be on the same side. I mean, no, J- Jail's got multiple German armies. No. I'm... Yeah, but some of them are winter. Oh, yeah, that's true. true. Battle of the Bulge. Um, but yeah, look, it's, I've got an enormous uh, British airborne army that I've been trying to strip and repaint. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. So, I don't mm. know. I may get an army painted up in time. It just means I will either have to paint up Russians or British or just take the Americans again. But Well, I'm, I'm just thinking you know, if, if I don't sell this uh, British army in time, I just need to add some airborne to it and there we go, Mark. Yeah, Garden. yeah exactly right. Well, I mean, no, you can't, have, you can't have tanks in the airborne selectors. They never made it there. That's half the problem. Bridge too far. Well, well, it, it depends how they're <laughs> how they're running that. Whether it's the yeah, true, it would be Americans that they'd linked up with. The Ameri- yeah. yeah, the Americans in Nijmegen and um, the oh, was it Nijmegen? I can't remember what the other town was. But the eighty second were reinforced, the hundred first were reinforced, but the Red mm. Devils were not because yep, they didn't never got there. yeah sec- uh, yeah the armor column didn't make it. Uh, genuinely fascinating, uh, you know. But yeah, unfortunately, it just didn't work out for them. Uh, but he, I think that Lee is allowing theatre selectors. Um, somebody was asking on the Facebook page in regards to theatre selectors about you know how to make a really good um, market garden, like a British uh, para army. I think the market garden selector is really good because it's one of those selectors that it gives you enough, it gives you enough rope to hang yourself. Well, yeah. Um, yep. Is you can take three of the airborne recce jeeps. Everything has to be taken a veteran, including things like the only AT that you got is like a, I think you need a seventeen pounder and a sniper, uh, a PR. Yeah, everything's yep. got to be taken a veteran. It's it's a tough list. Um, but you're, yeah, you're you're down to small order dice. Yeah, well, this it, is you know? well, yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, if I can get it painted up in time, I may take British Airborne. I don't know. But look, if you agree to this, then I might take Waffen SS. You can take American. Well, yeah, we could just swap swap armies I reckon for the do day. That. Just I reckon that's fine. I've, we never, go, yeah. I've never run Germans. Right. Um, you got an 8-rad? I want an 8-rad. I uh, don't have an 8-rad, but they weren't using them by that stage. Oh, it doesn't matter. The 8-rad the is the sexiest of the rads. It's pretty rad. I fucking love them. It looks like <laughs> I said this on an old podcast. It looks like something out of the old Masters of the Universe cartoons. Yeah, that thing with the flip 
Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 attack yeah. track. Yeah, attack track. track. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Fun, fun fact about that is only three people know He-Man's magic secret is the sorceress, Man-at-Arms and Orko. Attack track knows as well because in one of the first episodes he does the change inside Attack track and Attack track is like an AI. An AI. So Ooh. I always wondered about that whether Attack track went back to the garage that night and just filled in you know, told He-Man's, you know, moped or something and said, hey, you never guess what I saw today. Um, again, no, the cat, black battle, blank. Cat, battle Cat and Cringer know as well. Yeah, but he's part of it. He's a, he changes as well. That's, yeah, that's, true. It's, okay. it's, it's, he's got the secret. He's part of the secret. Mm. Do you just want to do a podcast on <laughs> Master of the Universe? No, the, um, if, you, if, you, if you actually look at the old um, Master of the Universe cartoon, there was a, uh, it's like a battle ram thing that had this like a little jet ski plane that came out of the front of it. I mean, look, all those cartoons are basically designed to sell you toys and they did a fucking fantastic job at that. <laughs> they did. I had fucking <laughs> and shit loads of them. <laughs> that was so good. And if we still had them now, they would oh. be worth more than all of our combined exactly right, yeah. wargaming oh, shit. Oh, dude, don't even get me started on the amount of Star Wars toys that I used to have that um, never, they didn't actually leave Australia. Uh, they didn't leave England. When we came here, it was all thrown out. Yeah. Oh, they'd um, be worth so much money by now. You have no idea. Like it's the amount of stuff I had. I had Fol- a Millennium Falcon. I had X-Wings. I had Snow Speeders. I had all that shit as well, but it just got... Was I was so young, I just got, they just got ruined. Yeah, but dude, this was the original shit from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like, holy crap. Like, if I'd, if I'd had the, the forethought to actually like get that and think, this is yeah, great. But I'll keep it in the box a, and pop it the away. The forethought as a seven-year-old yeah. to buy something and keep it in a fucking box. Yeah, yeah, and I, not, I, I not know, ever look at it. Yeah, yeah not gonna I, I know like grown adults who buy these sunlight. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you buy these things and leave them in the boxes. Yeah, as an, as an adult, would you do I, that? No, as an adult, I can do that. Um, the horrible thing was that uh, when we were living in England, we were because we were like there was four kids, and you know my dad was uh, working as a, as a joiner. Uh, he was working in a joinery. Uh, Mum wasn't working. They were looking for ways to up the income. We actually got a foster. We started fostering kids, and we eventually got this kid called Tim Smith. And uh, Tim Smith, if you're listening and you were fostered to Sally and Simon. Uh, please get in contact with me because you are... He, I'm not even joking. He's actually kind of like my long-lost brother and I, I would really like to track him down. Um, but Tim collected Warhammer 40K in 1987 and he had this huge army and I remember seeing it just spread out and it was just... It was the most breathtaking thing I'd ever seen. Um, RTB 101 Marines. Oh, my God. They would have been Rogue Trader. Or Rogue Trader, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, I had the Rogue Trader rule book. Yeah, Wow. Not well, not not immediately that I had that around about ninety two or three. I just remember seeing this and thinking it was the most incredible thing because it was all painted and it all looked great. And for some strange reason, Tim literally just picked it up one day and threw it all in the bin. Ooh. And knowing what I know about now, knowing what I know about models now, I'm thinking to myself that would have been a massive amount of capital that he just popped in the bin. But yeah, but that's yeah. that's an artificial scarcity thing about all of that that old shit, you know. They, you t- they talk about um, comics, for example. You yes. Know? Um, and uh, why is, is Superman number one rare? It's actually not Superman number one. It's Action Comics number one. Actually, yeah, whatever. You're the the comic thing, book thing is that it wasn't rare because they didn't make many of them. It was rare because most of it got pulped in the war. For, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and so in the in, there was a certain point in the 80s where lots of people realized that there was a value in old comics and they started yep. buying new shit going one day this will be worth a lot yep. and it became like beanie babies or yep. bobbleheads or shit that it's not valuable because it's not rare 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, this. Um, so wait, what about all the Star Wars stuff that we we're just talking about there? Like that's the, still that's the still rare. Yeah. yeah, that's I've got. Well, I've, no, is mint condition or? stuff is rare. Yeah, right. hacked up one that's been been yeah, yeah. pushed Shoot. up the dog's bum and in the sandpit for what, what twenty house, years. What kind of house did you live in? Man, did you <laughs> see what the, I did to the Barbie? Two markers up fucking dog's you bum. You should see what we used to do to Barbie. Man. I don't want to know. At my at my house, I've got a mint con. I've got a mint condition. I've got a uh, Return of the Jedi Chewie and Lando, still mm. in their packaging, still on cards, still yeah. Look, and they're all here. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie, <laughs> all my, my favorites. I bet my Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's only rare because what kind of child gets a, a toy and goes, I'm going to keep it in this packaging and look at it as you know an investment? Thing, you know, the funny thing is, is um, I used to work with a guy called Doug and we were talking about toys once because I was collecting stuff. And I made the mistake of like collect, starting to collect Lord of the Rings toys because the movies come out, they're really good and the, the action figure line was really good. I'm like, oh, okay, these, these might be worth something. I found out a little while later they're not worth fucking shit. So I just, I got rid of them all. But... I was talking to Doug about it and Doug said, oh yeah, I've got a, a, a Flintstones toy that I bought when I was about, oh, six or so. I don't know, re- really young. But he bought it back in like the, the 60s when the Flintstones was still, you know. For, I'm going, oh, okay, that's cool. He's like, yeah, it's still in its packet. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I bought it and then just left it in its packet and I didn't want to play with it. And I'm like... <laughs> What kind of kid were you? Were you normal? Because it's like the Flintstones. The Flintstones suck. Yeah, but not when you're. Not no, come on, man. Betty and Barney were just the. Yeah. Oh. Were they? Yeah. <laughs> come on. Did you mean Betty? Redhead and the. Uh, uh, he means uh, Betty uh, and Wilma. Barney. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on. It's a cartoon. He was a little stumpy guy. <laughs> was, you know, yeah. What was he doing with her? Everyone. He was he was punching well above his weight. Yeah, and Fred he was. and Wilma. Like, come yeah. on. Which one did you prefer? Do you prefer Betty or Wilma? I was actually, in, in all honesty, it was Josie and the Pussycats with the little cat oh, ears. Mm. No, oh, what are you yeah. doing? Do you know, it was always Velma Dinkley for me. Vince Foster, mm. yep. oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Red hair, glasses, yeah, yeah, and yeah, shorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, my it's my kryptonite boy. Yep. I guarantee you she's got some tattoos you can't see. Like, she's just... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Just from the, from the elbows up. Yeah. It's all... You hear his yeah. half sleeves? Piercings, yeah. She's got a back, all, she got a back job. Yeah, I'm here. Velma Dinkley, man. I, don't, I, I can't explain it. I, to this day, I can't explain Velma Dinkley. Velma Dinkley's. over. What's the, what's the other girl's name? Daphne. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm the, yeah. You know, when, when I was about 20... I take Scooby on a date over Daphne. I look just like Shaggy, man. I, I thought you were say to, you look just like Daphne. I'm no, like, oh, I can't no, really well, believe no, it. That was very convincing <laughs> surgery, but... <laughs> You looked, I, I, had, I had this, yeah, I had this passport photo, and I looked just like Shaggy because oh, I, I think I was this. really stoned I when I went to, to the <laughs> went to the passport office. I feel, I feel we need to wrap this episode up because we've gone like way off. Course. Tangential. We, this is like the tangent of tangents. If anyone's still here at three three hours and eight minutes, like God help oh you. God, really? <laughs> Jesus, I'm well, I'm sorry, kinda maybe. <laughs> All right, boys. So we've got some good events uh, coming up on the horizon. Um, if you are listening to this and you want to have your event spruiked, um, I know that this episode was a bit of an anomaly because I did put the call out yesterday. Uh, but if you've got an event coming up in, what are we, uh, July, August. August the 1st onwards. If your event is happening from August the 1st onwards and you want us to spruik it, shoot us a link on the uh, Facebook page uh, sorry, shoot us a message on the Facebook page. Uh, let us know, you know, what it's called, where it's at, points value, how much it is to enter. Player cap. Player cap, dice cap, 
you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll spruik it for you. We are all about pumping up the community and making sure that people are playing uh, BA wherever you might be. Lockie, closing thoughts. No, that's it. I'm done. You're a bit cooked, are you, mate? Yeah, I'm a bit tired, mate. I'm tired from winning today. You didn't win last weekend, did you? Oh, I won all my games that I played. Yeah, you did. Shut Man, up. That wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, JL, final thoughts? Um, well, I'm actually going to not take the packaging off this uh, Soviet Ziz gun over there because I think it'll be worth hey, heaps in 50 yeah, years yeah. time yeah. I've got three Rubicon trucks at home they're not coming out of the pay they're still no. on sprue yeah, mint condition mint condition no. um, yeah I can't wait to play with your forest by the way I'm just yeah my shrubbery I, I yeah. decided that bushy. I wanted a nut I wanted a shrubbery knee you didn't like to say knee <laughs> um yeah, man, it's it's uh, you bought a shitload of trees and you've based them all. They look great. Yeah, it was just an assembly line, man. Um, they they're all af- attached with a hot glue gun, so I'm th- it's quite brittle. Yeah, I um, maybe be going the old. So I'm going to go gun. some uh, PVA around the base of each tree just to give it idea. a bit more flexibility. Where but are they? Where are they all from? eBay, China. Oh yeah, China. Good. Knockoffs from China. China. Um. All right, awesome. Well, look, uh, lots of trees. That sounds fantastic. So I look forward to seeing those out and about next time we uh, get together for a game. You and I need to get together for a game or something. Yeah. yeah well, we'll soon we'll have a table here so we can oh, do that. Oh, yeah. This weekend we'll sort that out. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us again on the Bacon Burgers. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably after JL uh, returns from his... Um, Being buried in the street in Hobart. <laughs> Yeah, no, I suspect we'll... <laughs> I can't wait to get photos of that, please. Please we'll, get photos we'll, we'll of that. We'll probably do a wrap-up after Brad's event, I reckon. When's Brad's event? First, first, of, of, first July. of July. So I reckon out the week... Yeah, it's up. only two weeks away. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's coming up. So Jesus. I reckon the week after that, that's what we'll record then. Is it... I, I, I don't want to say... Do you think there's a little bit too much BA happening just at the moment? It seems like we're at an event like once every... Like it's, every time we it's, talk, it's, it's like, really... When's that coming around? Oh, my God, that's so close. Yeah. I've got so much to paint. Whereas... No, we got Brad's on the 1st of July and then Lee's not until like mid to later at August. So that's five or six weeks. Yeah. That's yeah. a good break. I guess yeah. like a lot of people didn't go to BadgerCon also. So like between grief and Brad's event. Like... Sucks to be you guys because BadgerCon was fucking awesome. Anybody like next year, I'm going to BadgerCon. You're coming to BadgerCon. You're coming to BadgerCon. We're all going to BadgerCon. Yep. We're going to get that Airbnb again. Hopefully, same one. The exact same. Oh, fuck. What? Am I going to pick another one? That same one's great. Bed. I, want my, I want my bed. You want your bed? You want you were really dusty in the morning, by the way. Yeah, I hate mornings. I'm no yeah. good with, with mornings. I, <laughs> we I, were, we four were ciders <laughs> really takes a toll on a man. It was five. It was five. It was five. But, <laughs> but also, no, no, just like any morning. Like I, I, I'm like a zombie in the morning. Come on. I'm, yeah, a, I'm, 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 I'm not a morning person. I'm a semi You were at least coherent. I stuck my head in. I, the thing is, we were moving around. We were pretty loud. And I thought, ah, oh, Lockie would be awake. He was not awake. You were. I did like sit the door and... Hey, mate, time to get up. Like, it was just jogging. No, I'm just used to those 6 a.m. Skype meetings with America. Ooh, wow. so, well, you know, I'm it, usually not dressed or anything like that. It's was, like the, the newsreader thing where they they always joke that they're only dressed from the waist up. Yeah, that's, there's like tracking bands and moccasins yeah. Yeah, from the waist down. I'd love to. I'd love that. My favorite thing ever is that Graham Moff Tarkin in, in the original Star Wars, he, 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 his entire role was played in moccasins. Slippers because slippers the, uh, the shoes they gave him were too tight. Yeah, yeah. He there are some there are some full body 
like when uh, his officers are coming up to speak to him. Yeah, there might came. be one or two shots, yeah, but, mo- but most, most of, of it is... It's him that slivers. Yeah, I think that's amazing. If you, uh, <laughs> Michael Michael Gambon in the Harry Potter films uh, most of the time wore um, tracksuit pants and slippers under his robes and also had a special pocket sewn into his robe for his cigarettes. There you go. Dumbledore just having a cheeky fag on the side. Good look. I like it. You love it. All right, boys. We're, we've we've gone. We're, we've said Again. we're gonna knock it off, and we keep fucking around. Let's let's close it. It's just right. it's just friends talking. Oh, it is. It All is. All right. Thanks. For, thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.